You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, yeah, right a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. What up? <laughs> Fran, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just trying to deal with the heat. It was a nice day today. I mean, it is summer, but it's been a nice couple of days. But I, I, in general, I assume you mean yeah. You're out there, you're out there a lot more than me these days. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of in like um, I've described it as my frolicking phase. I'm just really, just really feeling really lackadaisical about life. Um, so I, yeah. I don't know. So I, don't, so don't disrespect me talking about what. It's pretty nice. Like you're not outside. I'm just walking. saying. I'm just saying. Today it was nice. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, but you're not doing it. What what physical activity are you doing outside in the sun? I'm like working, absolutely not working out. And no, you're not in the sun doing that. Uh, the gym that I go to, the way that the air conditioning is set up, it might as well be the sun. You no, know, it, it's no. like 72 degrees in there. Don't you be know? Just, don't, don't come scorching. Don't be disrespectful. Don't be disrespectful. Okay, I didn't mean to be disrespectful. My apologies. Right. I, I respect I, I, I respect what you do. Rain, sleet, snow, yeah, the oath. I, I, I get it. Yeah. I respect it. Um, uh, but, but yeah, like I said, I'm in my frolicking phase, so I, I just got confirmation, friends. I just wanted to let you know because it's official. Going to Europe next month. That's is, is, you know, okay. Yeah, so it's in the books. Very excited about that. Get it for me, man. Yeah, I've not traveled outside of the country since the pandemic, and so I'm really excited to like just go see a new piece of the world. Yeah, and should be fun, man. Yeah, man. It's like I don't know. I just am in this. I'm in this part of my life where I'm like, you know, you don't get these years back. I have a level of freedom that a lot of people can't say that they have at this point in my life right yeah. now. I'm like. Take advantage of them. Just do some, sponta- some spontaneous shit, man. Yeah. Just live a fucking life, you know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm going out there. So I put out the call to, like, the Euro Furminators. Like, mm-hmm. yo, listen, I'm coming out there. Show me around Paris. Show me around Amsterdam. Let's do this. I want to see. How long are you going for? A week? <sighs> I something like 14 days. Okay. Now, the difficulty is I'm trying to pack nomadically, whereas, like, I just bring one bag. Mm-hmm. But you know me. So it's a lot. I'm already in my head like, well, okay, I want to bring 14 outfits because that's how many days it is. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot of like, you need to be more like, I'm going to bring three pairs of pants and then rotate around these mm-hmm. with like eight shirts. And then you're going to repeat some stuff. You're going to have to go to the laundromat. I'm, I have to get my mind there. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, I want to step out every day in a new thing. But then you're bringing like bad. Then I'm dra- I'm coming out there like a uh, share from Clueless. Yeah, two so weeks is a long time. Man. I know it's a long time, and that's why I'm trying to consolidate to one bag. Because if it was up to me, I'd have like trunks of luggage, yeah. a hat box, you know, a necklace uh, bag, you know, all kind of things for my accessories. So I'm trying <laughs> to get in more of a backpacker's mind state, mm-hmm. but split the diff because I like to put on nice shoes and wear nice. I like to dress like how I like to dress. So that's going to be hard for me, 14 days, one bag. Yeah. But I'll make it work. Yeah. Anyway, friend, what's going on with you? Summertime, kids. This is the time of going water slide parks and things, I imagine, right? Barbecues. Uh, Not yet. I mean, like, as far as, like, music parks and stuff like that, not, not yet. 
Because it's Sophie still in school. I mean, school's about school's still going on. Yeah, school's about it's about to end. I think okay. it's like the last like week or so. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> cool. <laughs> Good to know you're up on the schedule. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that, those type of things are coming up, but I don't have a lot of time available right now because all the stuff I did with in the beginning of the year, so I don't have a lot of yeah you know, free time from work. So playing this summer is gonna be catch gonna be rough. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. But you know, I, I'll get through it though. It's all good. I respect it, man. Yeah. Um. I sent you an article that I saw because it's you know we talk about this kind of stuff all the time mm-hmm. and this was the very very real it's nothing like we've never talked about anything like this but there was a guy in North Carolina named Michael Todd Hill who won the lottery in 2017 mm-hmm. won 10 million dollars took the lump sum for about four and a half million dollars up front um, this past month or last year or maybe I can't remember if it was 20 it was in 2020 he shot his girlfriend in the back of the head. At a hotel that they were staying at, uh, Michael Todd Hill is, was fifty is fifty four years old, and his girlfriend Kiana Graham was twenty three years old at the time. Um, and this guy, not three years removed from winning the lottery for for four million dollars, life changing money, I would assume. Especially, I don't know what he did before. Right, blew it. Well, I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know how. But he was he was staying in a hotel, so I mean, I don't know if that if that's him still, you know, living lavishly. But I, I mean, I don't I don't really know if he blew it, but I. Th- it, I think it's indicative. The reason I sent you the article is like, man, money really like makes you more of the person that you already are. Like, I feel like this guy, money, you know, if he was a controlling partner, he was even more of a controlling partner with money. He's dating this young girl. He probably feels like I own you because I buy you bags. And because, you know, it's probably a transactional type of relationship. I'm not saying that, you know, there wasn't love there, but I would just assume she's 23, he's 54. They don't really have much in common other than, I drive a nice car, I have money in my pocket, let me spoil you type of situation. Mm -hmm. But the transaction along with that is like, if you are a toxic person, it's like, do what I tell you to do. I'm controlling you. I have the power in this dynamic, that kind of stuff. And that's how kind of how it reads. Um, And it's just crazy. Like you you come across this life-changing amount of money and it kind of corrupted this guy and ended up shooting his girlfriend in the back of the head in a hotel. Yeah. So- the the thought I had was like, what do you what are the things that you like? Because this is, this is like more of like a self reflection type of question because it's hard to do. So I I'm, but I you know I'm just interested to see what your answers are. What are some traits with the you that with yourself that you recognize, good or bad, that you think money would amplify? Hmm. Um. That money will amplify. Well, let me get you. Uh, let me get you. Let me ask. Let me ask you. The first question is: Do you think money changes people, or do you think money just makes you more of who you already are? I don't Where think do it absolutely changes that? people. You think it changes think people? It changes people? Yeah. Okay. Changes people for the. I mean, it could be either one though. It could be for the good or the bad though. I mean, the, I guess. I guess you can. I guess you could say it changes. No, I'm people, saying like okay, but I mean like it does amplify. I mean like. It could change somebody for the good, meaning like you know they can be more. Philanthropic or something like that. Or yeah, but like if a person would give you their last dollar, whether they made fifty thousand dollars or had fifty million dollars, then that's just who they are. Is yeah. my point. But yeah, you're right. saying like, so I don't know if that's a change. If it's like, well, now I can just give more. I w- I'm already right, a giving I mean. person. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. I'm saying I don't know if that's necessarily changing. If it's like I'm already a giving person, now I have more money, so I give more. That's my point. But I think okay. you're saying like it could be a little bit of both. It I, could yeah. change people and amplify you. At this yeah. Time. So I mean, like if you give somebody, you, you know. The last shirt in your back, mm-hmm. and then you get money. You be like, you, you like you say, you want to give more, but also you can be like, you know, uh, you have more money, and it's like, well, f- 
I'm fuck this personal. Some you like you just maybe you less of that. Oh, well, maybe you're like I'm nice guy, but now I got money. It's like, nah, I don't want to do that. No, anymore. I'm not going to do this shit anymore. No okay, this sure. Is my money I, and it can happen. I'm I'm rich and you broke. Okay, that's fair. Possibly, but I don't, I don't I don't know. To me, I don't know because I mean I just I I don't think you can like try to explain how it would change yourself unless it, unless it actually happens. And then, but you wouldn't see that though. It, that's that's somebody else. Be able to recognize that. Okay. Like if I got money, mm-hmm. I would think I'm just I would think I'm the same. But you would be like, nah, man, you you are more of this now. You're more of an asshole now. I don't think somebody can realize that in themselves. They'd be like, oh yeah, money changed me. Until they lost it all, or let somebody else brings it up to them. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I just it, for me is that the question is the question. So for me, it's like I'm a kind of a reclusive person. Like I don't. I don't hang out with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to go to places that are like are a lot of people and unless I'm comfortable and I have like my circle there and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I feel like if that if if money was into play, I would probably get myself uh some kind of like compound or something like that. Like I would probably isolate myself. That's what I mean. Like what are some things that are you as a person that you identify and know that like, this is how I am? And what would money do to make that like the money version? And so for me, it's like I said, I'm kind of a reclusive person. I don't like a lot of people. So I probably, although we do do stories on here where it's like, man, that house was out in the middle of the fucking woods. Yeah. And then they got killed and that was dumb. Like they didn't have any neighbors around. I would probably find something within reason to where it's like, I got this little space for me and I, I can have my peoples come that I'll really fuck with and they can come and enjoy themselves. I got an extra little house and we can have our own little, own do our own little thing, have house parties specifically with the people that I fuck with around. Like I would, I would isolate me and my circle in a way that, you know, I, I can enjoy myself. So that's what I, that's like, I feel like that's what money would amplify in me. Also it depends on how much money it is. Number one. It's a, it's a fantasy. It's whatever. I, remember, oh, man. I think, I think if you have a lot of money, you want to be more out there. I just maybe that's maybe that's mine. That's maybe, what I'm asking. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe like, why, why do you if think I that? have a whole bunch of money? You want to be seen? I want to be seen. I want to people okay. to know I have a whole well, bunch of money. Well, that's crazy. That see, in that example, that money changes you because that's not the person that you are. Yeah, well. And then we got to the core of it. So we <laughs> <laughs> so answered the question. Yes, because that's crazy. Like you you literally wore sunglasses all the yeah. time con to avoid eye contact with people, but if you have money, you'd be like well, I I'm will out, also still have sunglasses. But you want to be in this in scene. You wanna I want to be, be seen with the stuff that I have. Okay. I have a nice car. I want to be seen in nice. If you have a nice car, of course you want to be seen in a nice car. Who doesn't want to be seen in a nice car? I drive a Lamborghini. Look, everybody know I want a Lamborghini. Look, <laughs> if I have a Lamborghini, I want people to know it's me in a Lamborghini. I don't I don't think I don't see nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with that either. But you remember my when you we were talking to my grandfather when we were yeah. in Vegas, he was like, My neighbor had a Lamborghini and he got rid of it because he was like, This too many people are stopping That's me crazy. and want to take I'll, pictures. Oh, like, I would why'd love you it. get a fucking Hot Wheels car then? Yeah, I would love it. It's like lime green. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like I just want to go get gas. I didn't think people Well then drive a minivan. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, I would love detention. <laughs> not but not jewelry though. I wouldn't buy jewelry, dress okay. not me. Yeah. To wear a whole bunch of a you, diamond. You want to be uh, seeing the chains. things that you like to buy that exactly. make you happy. That make me happy. But you wouldn't. Clothes, you wouldn't start car. buying. Like you wouldn't but buy like buy a big ass chain. Shit. No. Like T Pain bought the sh- the chain that says big ass chain. That's crazy. You wouldn't buy one of those. Just chains. buy a fucking chain with a big F on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> you bring back the famous clothing F. Like yeah. you don't own. That. I don't think that's copyrighted. You can't buy make ju- <laughs> make jewelry out of that. But well, I'm Fran and I'm famous because yeah. I have money. 
Um, also, side note, T Pain, I'm really enjoying this this part of his life that he's in because he does like podcasts and streams. And yeah, stuff. I always tell. And he tells the stories of how dumb he was with his money. Yeah. So I feel like that's you should listen to T. Like if you're a person that's playing these kind of fantasy games and stuff, T Pain really played the fantasy games and had the money. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I bought a Bugatti. I don't know why I bought it, and it costs a lot of money, <laughs> and I don't even like it, man. It's not even a really comfortable car. And then the engine went up. That cost four hundred thousand dollars. He's like, he just blew through money yeah. constantly. It was like. And then he was broke. The guy who was like the most known voice in the planet Earth had blown through his money. Did he? Yeah. He has money now, no? I mean, it swings back around. Mm-hmm. But he, but more so, see, the thing is, when you say broke, when you talk about people that make that kind of money, you're you basically, in regular people world, basically those people become house poor. So right. yeah, he still has money. He still has money coming in, yeah, yeah. but like his bills exceed how much money he's bringing in. Yeah, yeah. So you might go. T Pain still makes like a millions of dollars a month. It's like yeah, but his bills are at at least that or more yeah. than what he's bringing in. So that's the same thing as being broke. It's like you get a million dollar check, but you your bills you are one point yeah, two million dollars a month. That's broke. You're broke. You know. So yeah, it's interesting. Um. Anyway, Fran, uh, Fran I didn't discuss this with you because it's kind of a, a last minute thought, but. I feel like based on the you know us not having gone through the uh, Patreon shoutouts in for the last few weeks, it kind of gave me this idea where it's like maybe we should just do it once a month. You know what I mean? Like at like at the beginning of the month, we just kind of let it let them build up and then do a shot as opposed to every episode. Because sometimes we don't have any, and sometimes you know you know. So if we wait, do it once a month, one big kind of like shout everybody out once a month. I feel like that's like more consolidated. What do you think about that? What if somebody don't want to wait a month though? What, what, do, what like, does that mean? What if somebody like, oh, I've joined, I can't wait to hear my name in the podcast, but now I have to wait to the end of the month to hear my name in the podcast? People like that. Oh, I'm gonna do it anyway. I just was kind of being at saying it to be nice. I don't. I, I think that that's crazy. A person would be like, I want to hear my name right now. You can wait until the you can wait. Well, you know. Oh, I don't really care if they. I don't really. I don't. I understand you don't care. But people spend their hard money. I feel like you. You should at least you know say the name on the podcast in every episode. I'm not saying anybody's name every episode. I'm saying a person's name once. I'm just yeah, gonna say it once all together. But I mean, each episode you name a certain whoever signs up recently, though, right? Yeah, yeah, but that's not like um, that could be nobody. That could be one person. That could be three people. Sometimes it could be five people. But if you wait, then you get it all out. But you can wait to the end of the month to name. So say if ten people sign, you gonna wait to the end of the month to name to name ten people? Yeah, I just. I wasn't expecting this to become like a thing. I just was saying. I'm gonna I, was just, I was looking out for the people. Man. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate you looking out for the people. I'm sure they appreciate you looking out for the people. That's why they like you more than me. I'm just saying like it's been a couple of weeks since we've done it. And yeah. And it, it, it doesn't necessarily break up the rhythm of the podcast. But it's if we do it once a month, it's just as that one time that we do it. And we'll try it. We'll try it and see what people think. I don't know. I'm just I just it's been a few weeks since we've done it. So I was like, let's just maybe we just keep it that way. And we just do it at the top of the month. We do a nice little festive you know uh from the office you know uh when and this might be proven that it's a dumb idea but jim was like instead of having a birthday party every week for all the people in the office let's just do one party yeah, that's for why. everybody that's why my birthday was the beginning of the month now i have to wait to the end of the month if you guys throw me a party yeah now i made it that that analogy made it seem dumb to me too um well uh Hey man, you know something? Hey, you already committed to it, so just go ahead. <laughs> you know, hey man, listen. <laughs> just go ahead when Dippin' Dots first came out, people didn't get Speaking it. Speaking of Dippin' Dots, I am addicted, <laughs> man. Dots? 
the ice yeah. cream of the future? Yes. I don't really understand. What, where, where are you getting Dippin' Dots from? Corner store. You buy Dippin' Dots not on vacation? I thought that was kind of the whole point of Dippin' Dots. Like, it's, you know, you're on a boardwalk. You buy you you go buy Dippin' Dots and go eat them at your home? I don't even call them at work. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. That's sad, it's man. It's delicious. <laughs> Sitting in your car eating Dippin' Dots yeah. before work? Rainbow flavor is... Pfft. I eat them on my lunch break. I go stop. I, deli- I dro- when I drop off the mail, I go. Where the dots and God gets. Where the dots? Yeah. that's what you. That's that's what you say when yeah. you come in. Yeah, he already, he already know. Where's the dots? Where oh, the dots it's different. Dots guy, the only guy that even yeah. buys different dots. I think I think I'm the only one. You are definitely the only it's guy. Delicious. That, as long as he got the rainbow flavor, I'll buy all of them. They lucky I can't buy a uh, dipping dots freezer. Like I can't find one because I will damn sure buy one and put it in my basement. A dip like a dipping dots exclusive freezer. Yeah. Because wow. you know they, they sit in their separate freezer because they got to be frozen at a certain temperature. I'm, under, I'm aware. Yeah. That's why they have a whole Dippin' Dots store when you go to like on vacation. That's where people usually get Dippin' Dots from the Dippin' Dots store. I didn't even know they or sold Dippin' Dots. Chuck E. Cheese got Dippin' Dots. Really? Yeah. Delicious. That says a lot though, man. I mean like, come on. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese is the shit. It smells like shit. No, it's the shit. Pizza's the delicious. I won't listen. I'm not going to sit up here and even fight you on that. We are on the same page. Yeah, pizza's top delicious. Tier. Listen, top Dabby, tier. Dippin' Dots are out of I didn't say all that, but we were talking about pizza from, from Chuck E. Cheese. I'll put pizza uh, from Chuck E. Cheese up there with any of the trashy pizza establishments of our youth. I would okay. say it's better than Pizza Hut. I would say it pizza competes Hut with Papa John's. Way pretty, at the bottom of the totem pole. But I would say it competes with Papa John's pretty good. Racism and all. Papa John. Listen, John, John was a wild boy the last couple of years. He was sweaty. Couple of years. N-word. You follow him on Instagram? No, I didn't know. I didn't find that fucking. He's guy still alive. I didn't yes. know he was still alive. I just assumed he like, uh, like, fell into himself into a puddle of racism. Nutty as hell, man. Oh, I didn't know he was still out here going crazy like that. <laughs> but um, you say what you want about his racism. That garlic sauce is stupid. Yeah, you put that on anything. I put that on a foot and bite through the bones and everything. I ain't even a cooked foot, <laughs> like a fresh foot on a person. Put some of that garlic butter on their yeah. foot. I'm biting through the foot. Uh, I would say Papa John's is up there. It's no particular order. Domino's. Domino's is solid, okay? Mm, the crust. A solid wolf or the crust. Yeah, but it's like buttery and it's got... Yes, yeah, the yeah, crust. Like, yeah, it's, it's good. I'll, if, I'll, if I get pizza, I'll just eat the crust. I don't... How, no. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. <laughs> you would just turn it around, eat the crust, yeah. and then throw the rest of throw the, the pizza. pizza. Somebody else can have that. That's insane. Birds. And nobody... With birds? Yeah. That's insane, man. I'm going to move on because that's crazy what you're saying. Um... And so I think those are like the top tier. Then you got like a CC's pizza, which is trash. But we're saying trash. Yeah, it's just garbage. It's a buffet pizza. I've been there one time. All the pizza's terrible. I think. Did we go? I didn't. I didn't go. I've only been to CC's pizzas once. I might have went with you. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that's the one time. Underwhelming. I didn't. I was like, because we were really hyped up. I was like a place where it's all pizza, all kinds of pizza. And we went. It was like this is ass. Yeah. Yeah. So CC's pizza is probably at the bottom of the totem for me. They exist anymore. Yeah, they justifiably. And then (laughs) and then the the dark horse. Which a lot of people don't go to, I this? feel like, but I think it's the dark horse. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to rate it, but you got to have it in the conversation. Costco. No. Oh. <laughs> Fuck are you talking? About? <laughs> Costco I, pizza is Ikea. delicious. Ikea pizza. <laughs> no, we <are> you crazy. <laughs> no, not Costco. I mean, if you say so, it is. I was gonna say Little Caesars. Yeah. Pizza, pizza. I don't like. I don't, you don't like, like square pizza. No, I don't. I don't like <laughs> you know, pre-made. 
pizza. <laughs> you can go in and just fucking discount. You can just go in and get a box anytime. You, box you talk about convenience, though. <laughs> a box of pizza. Anytime sitting day, 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 and day, And also, they have all kind of little, you know, they have like a secret menu rules where it's like, if you come in there and you I go, bet they have. can I get this pizza? Yeah, because it's trash. It's some kind of, I remember somebody telling you, there's some kind of phrase you can go in the pizza. You like pizza sandwiches and shit. No, no, no. Maybe that. But I'm saying, you can go in the, you can go in the little Caesars and be like, Hey man, can I get the pizzas that nobody bought? And they'll give them to you. Like they'll give That's you like a they'll crazy. give you. But you got to ask the right question. I can't remember what it is, but they have pizzas all day. So if you come in there, and you be like, can I get Italian? The, can I get the noon pizza? Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, Facelli, can I get the pizza at the noon? Like the pizzas that they made at noon. Now it's eight o'clock at night. That's crazy. And they put them in the back. Nah, and maybe man. I think they don't throw them out till it's closed. Nah. So if you ask for that pizza, they'll like give it to you. I bet. <laughs> They're like, Look, we're gonna. It's pieces that have been sitting in the heat lamp for too long. Take it out because it's burnt. We're gonna throw this away anyway. It's got cheese skin on it. It's really all the cheese is really crusted over into a skin. I can't believe you said that. No, because listen, no, because you talk about a deal. Nah, you talk about a deal. Little Caesars has held people down for a long time at the struggle, the most struggleist of times. No, thank you. I'm just saying that's a dark horse. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that they're up there. I'm just saying you got. It's crazy to walk into a spot and say. Can I get a large sure. pizza? And then it's there immediately you ready. You, would just, you said pepperoni? Yeah, we got one right here. That's crazy. We made it, we made, we made it two and a half hours ago. That's why. Here you go right here. No, yeah, man. do you like it? Here's a nice square I'm pizza. Good. The pizza's the shape of the box. You <laughs> know, we uh, we also, we consolidated. So this, actually, you know what? This was a mess up. So this one also has breadsticks in it. That's that's the kind of stuff you get at, at Little Caesars because they pre-make them. So somebody might call ahead. And ask for pizza, breadsticks, and wings. And then you come in and ask for a pepperoni pizza. They go, well, this is a pepperoni pizza, but there's wings in it, too. Here you go. Come on, man. Nah. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Shout out to the Little Caesars, man. No. Sponsor the podcast. Absolutely not. You don't want it? Lifetime I'll Supply? Sponsor. I think it's sponsored, but I don't You don't want, want a Lifetime Supply? No, you, would eat, you would eat Lifetime Supply of Little Caesars absolutely if it was free? Absolutely not. They give it to somebody else. <laughs> I don't want that. I'm good, man. It's just like Pizza Hut. I'm, I'm, all, I'm good. Don't act like you're too good for Pizza Hut, man. I don't like pizza I, Hut you turned it. Sucks. But it helped you down in your youth, and don't don't never turn no. your back on what people on the things that helped. It helped me down in my youth where it was a, where I used to go and get my participation trophy from after football season. Yeah, that was it. The, so, but it was a good day. Yeah, but it wasn't like because party. of Pizza Hut. Okay, it was the, like the energy around <laughs> it's, it. It's yeah, yeah. Around, like, for example, every time I would graduate, like I graduate fifth grade, sixth grade, my mom would take me to Chili's. I don't necessarily love Chili's now as an adult, but the boneless buffalo wings from Chili's always have a, p- a special place in my heart. Okay. Because I have great memories there. Yeah. Now. When last time you been in Chili's? <laughs> All right. Okay. I have to say, uh, if you're going to put a gun to my head, um, at, at least a, a couple of decades. Yeah, at least a couple of decades, I would say. Yeah, I would say it's been a while exactly. since I went to a Chili's. I might have taken a girl I wasn't that jazzed about on a date to Chili's. To in Chili's? The, in, the last, in the last 15 years. Man, that's disrespectful. I know she was. Let's, let's not get into. Let's She's not get into. We've 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 done some we've done some scumbaggy things. I remember one time. This side this might get into a tangent the episode because we haven't had we haven't been able to have fun yeah. for the last couple of weeks and we're in a fun little pocket. So people bear with us because I haven't been able to laugh <laughs> with my friend because it's been dark and it's still dark. But anyway, do you remember that time we went on that double date and I had a my grandmother gave me a movie card oh, to yeah. the movies yeah, and yeah. then I was like no let's go out uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll pay I'll, the movies is on us. We had to go know? to a specific movie. Theater. <laughs> like the movie theater. It was so fun. It was like we all lived near a movie theater. It was like, no, but let's go out to this movie theater that's doesn't have air conditioning <laughs> and is nobody goes to it and it's like in the corner of yeah. nowhere. But it was the gift card to where that place it was my grandmother lives in Vegas, so it was like there was only one of these theaters that's also in Vegas where she got the gift card from. But I was like, Yeah, yeah, we'll take you out there. Oh, it's kind of like a nice 
in the cut type of spot. And yeah. then I'll tell you what, how about you guys pay for dinner? Yeah. I, I got to put it to me. You guys, you, why don't you guys, you guys, we'll get the movies and the snacks and everything. And you guys get the, to pay for dinner. We'll get dinner afterwards. You guys give dinner. And we balance it out. And the movie, the the card was for like $50. I would put popcorn, boom, boom, boom. I was like, yeah, I got it. Oh, my God, you don't have to. No, 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 please treat yourself. You want some Twizzlers? Please. And, you know, but you got to slide the, you got to slide the Regal card, like with the, I had like took my credit card out and slid it with the, with the, with the Regal card underneath and then pulled the credit card back, you know, like, go ahead and run that. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, don't, I'm not too good. Oh, I'm, I am now. But like in my early 20s. Yeah. No, nah, I definitely have done some stuff that's that. like. Yeah, I remember that. It's like, man, I don't know, man. You're just trying to survive. You <laughs> had to go to a specific. We had to drive like. Very specific. 13 You're like, miles. this is kind of far from the movie. Why didn't we just go to the other one? Yeah, she's ambiance. You know, saying dumb <laughs> shit, just saying words. You know, the aesthetics of this one is just, I like it more for the movie setting for what we're going to go see. Oh, you know, man. <laughs> to, to go see. Uh, I forgot all about that. The lovely bones. You know, like, fucking, you gotta, really got to see this in the right environment. <laughs> um, no, nah, man, we didn't. Uh, yeah, no. So that's that's. I'm not too good to take a. I, no, I wasn't too good yeah. to take a girl to a chili. You have a choice. No, no. Oh, and that's the <laughs> other part. It's not like I could. Well, I'm a. T- I could take you to Ruth's Chris. Yeah, but I'm gonna take you to Chili's instead. Like, no, no. Chili's is where I'm at in life. Nineteen to twenty three. Yeah. That's Chili's. Is this is what we're doing? Yeah. So you know. Yeah. Now, if I really wanted to jazz up, I might take a girl to Outback Steakhouse. Outback. Respect. You know. You know. Uh, take her to. Uh, Eat Buffalo Wild Wings if okay. you want to have more of the bro experience. But it's the True. same thing, True. though. Chili's and Buffalo Wild Wings is on the same plate. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not that it's, much of a It's presented it's in a better package. It's different pre- environment, though. Buffalo Wild Wings is presented in a better yeah. package. It's yeah. more youthful. It's more fun. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm not too, I wasn't. I want to keep reiterating. I'm doing I'm doing big things these days, okay? <laughs> We're going, we, came, we just came back from Las Vegas. You know what I mean? We do, we do adult things now. But I'm just saying, there was a point in my life where I wasn't too good to take a girl to Chili's and just make it. Yeah, man. Go get some margaritas or whatever and have a good time. Yeah. But some baby back ribs. Ugh. <laughs> don't, don't even do that. Because the what? amount of girls you've taken to TGI Fridays before they lost their Jack Daniels <laughs> license and you would get those fucking Jack Daniels ribs. Don't even Is do that. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's why there's not. That's why they're called just like whiskey ribs now or something. They lost oh. the license to Jack Daniels. They might even be called like Evan Williams ribs or something. Sad. They use some other I kind said, of whiskey. Jack Daniels. Yeah, no, it's like no, I don't want. I don't want this shit. <laughs> whatever, whatever it's called now. It's like, man. Yeah. How do you lose that? Wild turkey, wild turkeys uh, with wild turkey sauce. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> just some other whiskey. No, um, yeah. So let's not act like this goes. This goes both ways. Okay. We're a long sure. way from McGangbangs. We're a long way from no, no, no. Chili's. I never ate a McGangbang ever. I've never eaten that. Let's get to the shout outs because now you're trying to make me seem away. But you. In my youth. I've, I've never eaten that before. Never. So you're going to tell me you, you've you been there with me when I was when I was manufacturing a, a McGangbang and you never also manufactured Bro. a McGangbang. You never took the McDouble, split it in half, slapped the chicken patty half no. onto the top of that no. and, made a, and made a monster. No. Made a Frankenstein no. monster. Let's get, let's get to the show. Let's get to let's get to let's oh, get to the shadows. Let's get to the shadows, okay? All right, so we're gonna give this a try. Fran really was combating for you guys at the beginning of the podcast. I wasn't expecting. So this. is this the end of last month? This is the last since the last time we did it. Okay, which has been we you know it's been a couple of weeks. Two weeks. Of, yeah, it's been a couple of okay. weeks of some dark, maybe like three weeks. It's been a couple of weeks of some some dark stuff. So we haven't gotten a chance to do this, and this is our first time around. So we're gonna kick things off. Ups, we're gonna kick things off with a shout out to Holly. No last name, but it's a holiday season. Whenever you. 
come around and join the Patreon. I hope you're enjoying that content over there. It's a holiday. Up next, we got Jennifer P. Shout out to you, Jennifer P. Holding it down. She's also pushing. Well, no, all those guys are uh, in federal indictment. Um, you're <laughs> yeah. not pushing P. I think if you say that, they'll come and put you under a RICO charge now. Um, so anybody that I've ever said that is pushing P, I renounce that. I don't want you guys to go to jail under a RICO charge. Uh, up next, we got uh, Tammy D. Shout out to Tammy D. Tammy, um, I love the... Mm, can't really see any identifying characteristics. I just love your aura. I just love your aura. Everything about you. You're, you're, you're a class act. Up next, we got Elizabeth W. It looks like they're wearing a Kansas City Chiefs beanie. Shout out to them. Patrick Mahomes' kid. Doesn't really look like him that much. Anyway, uh, moving <laughs> on, we got Cecile R. Shout out to Cecile R. Keep doing your thing and great smile. Up next, we got Taylor J. Taylor J. Taylor Gang. Wiz Khalifa. Chuck Taylor's camo shorts, weed. Okay, Taylor, shout out to you. That was a little bit of word association with you. Next up, we got Una. Una Noche, 98 Degrees, Nick Lachey, Jessica Simpson, Chicken of the Sea. Okay, uh, up next, we got Abby D. Abby D, shout out to you. They have a pug. Love it. The dog from Men in Black. I know you're a fan of those dogs, huh? Yeah. Snout nose. They yep. snort. They look like little pigs. So shout out to you. Up next, we got um. So, okay, they left. They gave us an, a phonetic spelling and and quotes. So I'm gonna go, Sadio Tani, Sadio Su Sudio Tani, Sudio Sadio Tani. I really, I, I really hope I said it right. What I will say. Love your earrings. The picture's really small, so I really got to get up in the screen. Love your earrings. And your name is very beautiful. I just hope I said it right. I don't want, I don't want to offend. Uh, up next, we got Katie D. Much love and support to you. Their picture's a fox. Love it. And lastly, we got Sierra B. Keep holding it down out there. The Sierra Mountains. Mountains. Sierra Mist. The Mist. The movie. Bad ending. Kills family. Police come save the day. Has to live with killing family. Okay. Um, and that was everybody. So that was the shout outs. And like I said, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe we play around with the idea of we do that again in a month. <laughs> we'll just see what happens. I'll see from the reactions. What I will say is you put up such a fight that now I feel like you rallied the France, uh, the fanatics against me. And so I'm going to get all kind of uh, Facebook posts and messages in my DMs like, hey, fuckhead, keep doing it. I want to hear my name the, the, the week I subscribe to the Patreon. Absolutely. And I what I will say is. What about a little bit of consolidation? That's all about no. Okay, you really still kind of really yeah, still man. fighting me on this. Okay. I'm um, for the people. And but that kind of makes it seem like I'm not for the people. And it does sound like you are. That's the problem. Mm, man, you're really dividing lines here. And that's not cool. What I'll say is <laughs> let's see what people how people feel about checking in in 30 days. And we'll leave it at that. Frank, we'll leave it at that. All right. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what people say. We'll see what people's reactions are, huh? Let's just see. Let's see. Let's see. See how people feel. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right. And we are back. Fran, we got so caught up in pizza talk and all that kind of tangenty stuff that I there was something I did want to address. Obviously, we're going into some fucked up shit. So this is where this, you know, this part of the show gets gets dark and all that type of stuff, of course. And there's been so much dark shit in the world that I kind of wanted to take an opportunity to not 
to just take a break from it this week, but there was one thing that was so crazy. I wanted to address it because it was so, it's like something out of a movie. So there's this guy in Dallas that escaped from prison a few weeks ago. His name was Gonzalo Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was killed during the manhunt. But then they found this house where like four people were dead. Yeah. And they believe that he's the culprit of killing that family, whether he had them held up because he was hiding or whatever. And then they saw his face. So he killed them all. It just was it was just unbelievable. So I just wanted to take a second to say rest in peace to Mark Collins, who was 66 years old. Waylon Collins, who was 18 years old. Carson Collins, who was 16 years old. Hudson Collins, who was 11 years old. And Bryson Collins, who was also 11 years old. They were all siblings. And I think. Mark Collins was their grandfather. Yeah, man. So, so somebody, <clears throat> a, a, a wife, a mother, like lost their whole family, and a maybe a father, because I think he was their grandfather. So, a whole family was wiped out, and that's just crazy. Because some dude just escaped from prison, you know? Like, yeah, you know, and and the the unfortunate, the bad luck of you being on the the pathway of their route that they used to escape from prison. What do you have? Was it like a farm or something? It was out in, it was out in Texas. It was out in Texas, so I would assume it was kind of like a ranchy type of thing, and maybe they live in one of those prison towns where the prison is the main economy. So they might not be far from the prison. I'm not sure. I don't have all the details of that or of like how far their house was from the prison. Yeah, because I know he stole he stole a bus and like, a bus. He stole. I, I missed that. Part. I think he stole a bus and, and drove then, like, it, crashed to, it, so oh. drove it and crashed it, and then like went on a run after that. Got it. Yeah, man. Um, really crazy story. They said when he was found, he had an AR-15 and a pistol on him. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, a whole fan killed little kids, and you know. But he was, like I said, he was killed on when you know when they were apprehending him that, that he was killed. So rest in peace to that family, man. Condolences. That's so mm. that's so fucking sad. Whole family just wiped out, man. But um, and this is a weird transition to this, but I just felt like this story. I wanted to tell this story eventually. In the last few weeks, have not been appropriate to tell it. And to tell it off of the heels of what I just described, I just I realize now it's kind of might be a little insensitive. I'm not sure, but um, I did this story weeks ago, and it, I have it, it, it's 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 poignant and it, it's 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 relevant to now. But it it felt insensitive to do after some of the discussions that we had, and so this is an episode where it's like I'm going to give it a shot because it is going to bring up discussions and conversations that I feel like we've been having. But I feel like maybe the waters have settled a little bit to where I feel more, I don't feel as like weird telling the story. Mm-hmm. So my affirmative murder this week is the story of Howard Unruh and the walk of death. This was the U.S.'s first recorded officially mass shooting. So Howard Unruh was born on January 21st, 1921 in Camden, New Jersey to Samuel and Frida Unruh. His parents separated very early and Howard, along with his siblings, were raised by their mother. After graduating high school, Howard joined the U.S. Army in 1942 in the midst of World War II. Now, we've discussed how much uh, respect we have for people that enlist into the Army, Navy, and all, yeah. that, all that type of stuff. But it's a different type of thing when you know there's active conflict happening. Like, you're going to go to war yeah. when you enlist. That's a different type of thing. And these are also different people. Back then, that's just like what you did. Yeah. People fresh out of high school is, is like, you go to sign up to the, you got to serve your country. It's a different time now to where... People have different thoughts about what the military is and what the mission of the military is. So there's a little bit of hesitancy. And I, but I still have the utmost respect for people that enlist. But it doesn't. You don't get. You don't get judged like you would have got judged in 1942 if you go. I don't really want to do that. They call you a draft dodger or a hippie or whatever. Like nobody's saying that now. Yeah. 
but I still have the same level of respect where it's like, that's what you chose to do for a career. Wow, it's fucking brave. Yeah. But if you do it on September 15th, 2001, it's a different type of thing to me where I go, shit. You. Well, yeah, like as soon as they drop you off, it's, it's on. Yeah, it's like we're, you're going to war. Yeah. Not you're going to train. Like you're going to train and everything, but once you're done training, you're going to go to war. That's a different type of thing. That's crazy. So shout out to those people. And, you know, so that's what he did. 1942, World War II is popping off. He graduates high school, signs up to go to the war. Uh, he was recognized by many as a good and hardworking soldier and was honorably discharged after the, after the war was over. Um, um, the world Do you have world. any family that was in the military at all? Um, not like immediate. Was oh, your dad in the military? My grandfather was. Your grandfather was in the military? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I don't have any, like, my grand. I know, like, uh, an uncle, but, like, okay. not an uncle I'm close to. Like, you go to family's house, you see pictures of people yeah, in yeah. military clothes. But I can't say, like, this person that I know intimately and see all the time yeah. was enlisted and stuff. Mm, okay. Was he, like, around? Or, like... What? Your grandfather, like, did he? Did you? Did you hang out with him a lot? Uh, yeah. Was, yeah, he, yeah. was he strict? No, 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 okay. no. He was uh, it was cool, man. Just like my dad, it was just they looked just alike. Yeah. But I mean, like, <clears throat> I I didn't know that he was in the service until like I think like when he passed because their memorial services are different. Yeah, they so come I, out. I go, I go, what the? Did they shoot the guns and stuff? Shoot the gun. They fold the flag up in front of you to give yeah. you a flag and stuff like that. I was like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So. Yeah. But that's how I knew. I didn't know but growing up. Growing up. But so he didn't, didn't like fold the corners no, of the no, bed, no, no, bounce no. the quarter off the bed, no. make the bed. No, no it wasn't no, it was like that. <laughs> that's what I picked. That's what I only have like images of like growing up with military grandfathers or military They're fathers like, from yeah, TV. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> cause my dad wasn't in the military and he wasn't in my house. So all my images <laughs> are like the dad from Boys in the Hood is like, Trey, get in here. Do 17 push-ups and then go uh, make sure that all the plants are watered or whatever. I don't know what they tell you to do. But all that's from movies and stuff. Yeah, but, but I get that because I had a friend uh, that used to live down the block. I used to hang out with all the time. And their mom and dad, their mom and their stepdad was in the Ooh. military, right? And you can just, I mean, they were the nicest people, but you can tell that they didn't take no shit. No. And it was just like, and one of the punishments was like, you got in trouble, you stand in the corner I might touch He stand one of like he no. got he, one of his, the kids used to get in trouble all the time, right? So he was like, "You stand in the corner and you know just stand there." And this dude stand in the corner for so long that the the wall in the corner the spot was brown, <laughs> like a shadow. His, him, his shadow was forever from him. Like, no, like it's where his face, like from him breathing on the wall, because <laughs> he stood in that corner for so long. And it was just that. It was just it was that or do push ups. Punishment, and, man. <laughs> No. Yeah, man. Just fucking. But to me, it was nice as shit. They loved me. Oh, but, yeah, no, of course. But just you probably come kids? in there and yeah. are really respectful and stuff. And Absolutely. You, you fuck up in school, grades or whatever. It's like, hold these books over your head for yeah. six hours. Oh, goodness, just man. crazy punishments. I would rather, and this I'm not an advocate for this, but I would rather you beat me or take something out of my room <sighs> than make me do some kind of physical crazy activity. That seems like crazy. I understand like it's, it's, it's. It's more of a military style punishment. Like yeah. if they make you, you're gonna do wall sits, yeah. which I hated doing those. Is like basketball practice, let alone in my house because I got a D. My mom was like, if my mom was just like, you're gonna go stand on that wall with your knees bent a little bit, and yeah. I'm gonna put some books on your lap, and you're gonna do it for ten minutes. You're crying by a minute too. <laughs> just hit me. I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't think you should hit your kids. But I'm just saying, me putting myself in kid mind, yeah. I'd rather take the whooping. And we can Get move on. Just move on from this. 
then they just make you do push-ups till failure? Yeah, man. It's Bill's, Bill's character. Oh, all that. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. That's the thing about it. That thing is the, it's definitely the better thing to do. But I yeah. feel like if you polled most kids who grew up and whoop, a whooping wasn't like a foreign concept, most kids would take a whooping as opposed no. to like a thousand pushups or no, something like that. Nah. nah. Maybe it's just me. Nah, but I'm man. also like, I kind of say it on masochistic. Nah. I like to get smacked around a little bit. So I don't know. I had a whooping before. I don't know if I would take a whooping, man. I got my ass whooped a couple of nice times, man. I don't know if I. Standing in a wall, a corner so long that your face becomes a part of the wall. Just go ahead and hit me, smack me six times, and, and send me upstairs. I, no, come on, man. I'm gonna ask with his brutal, man. Man, listen, my grandmother, she, she she used to, you know, it had to get bad, but she would whoop me, and then, but once she, that's the thing about a whooping to me, at least my in my experience in my life, anytime I've ever gotten a whooping, handful of times, it's the it's done. You gotta tread lightly, like you can't come down smiling and go get a popsicle yeah. out of the fridge. But if you you get your whooping, you can go turn the TV on. You gotta tread lightly. Don't overdo it. But you can kind of get back into the groove. You still gotta like, yeah. You, you, but you, I'm playing the game while I'm doing that. And then she comes upstairs, walks past the room, I pause the game, and I just act like I'm laying down. But she's not gonna come take the game out or anything as long as I'm not in there like, Hoo-hoo, Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> best game that's ever been invented. If you play it cool like you're still bummed out about being whooped, yeah. then you can get back into the groove of things. If you got to go stand in a wall for six hours, you're missing out on shows, missing out on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They got to take it up my time. And my knees start hurting. You know, I got bad knees. Nobody's thinking about that at age, whatever. Oh, I was. <laughs> oh, I was a nutcase, man. Are you serious? I was thinking about, I was thing, thing, yeah, I was, I was thinking about all this Nobody's. Stuff. Let me get this over with now. Think about missing fucking. <laughs> no, I'd be no, no, for real. I'd Simpsons, like, <laughs> Simpsons episode. Yeah, like, oh, it's the Treehouse of Horrors episode. Yes, yeah, the Halloween Treehouse of Horrors episode. Nobody's and they got me that. standing in this corner right now. No, let's go. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. Tap get me off. With. Tap me off. You know what I'm saying? Get over like, with. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, let's oh, get man. it done. Them, yeah, the ass whoopers you get it done. Get over with until you get too old. Where it's just like. Are you done yet? Because this. Yeah, we all had. Yeah, I grew. Well, you know, you know me. Uh, you know. Cause you were with you were with your dad in that age, right? Yeah, me. But before that, it was a point where I was like, "All right." But you got to that point with your yeah, mom. I was like, "Mom, this doesn't." I got to that point. I just stood there. I was like, "I never did it," but it, I could have been at like twelve. I could have been like, I could grab her hand, like, "Listen, we don't got to do this anymore." Yeah. I, I was I was at a point of that long after she would be like, "Uh, and don't make me." I'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> like, that was the point to where like I remember my mom beat me, and I stood there and I went, "All right." I just got. Yeah, I, I just, just, just wait till this is over because this is cool. it's not doing. Anything. I think she know. I think she figured it out and after yeah. I, after that she never did it again. But yeah, that was the point. Where I was like, all right, this doesn't do anything. No That's more when mom. the mom from Boys in the Hood was like, you're going to go stay with your dad. Yep, get the fuck up out of here. You're now. You're not. I can't. It doesn't hurt you anymore. You're laughing yeah. and stuff. Uh, no, nah, I never was straight up. My mom was never like, you're out of here, because I never I never tried her in that way to be like, grab her hand. Hey man, listen, we need to talk like adults, okay? I'm 11, because <laughs> right. like, that's when the, that was the point. I'm like 12. I'm like, this right. is like, yeah, this ain't working. What on. are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so like I said, uh, Howard Unruh, he joined the military, was honorably discharged. He moves back to New Jersey into his mom's house, um, and his family noticed the personality shift when he got back from the military. Mm-hmm. Upon his return from combat, after failing uh, a couple of attempts at some labor jobs, he tried to work at like a steel. Mill or something. Now, was he back from the military just because he was his term was done or something he, like that? The, the war was over. War so was I, over. The war okay, was over, yeah. so they honorably discharged. I guess he didn't want to re like do another term or whatever oh, they say. You, yeah. you know, he didn't want to be a career military person. So after the war was over, they honorably discharged him. He comes back home. He tries to get some jobs, fails at that, and then he takes an attempt at a pharmacy school in Philadelphia, which he dropped out of as well. 
And so Howard ended up just, you know, staying in his mom's house. He converted her basement into a gun range where he would work on his aim, just like in the basement, shooting guns. <laughs> Super normal. Super normal thing. Um, on Labor Day 1949, Howard Unruh decided to go to the movies. He left his apartment in Camden, New Jersey, and headed to the, fam- to the uh, local movie theater in downtown Philadelphia. And although there were some really good double features playing that night, it was not movies that Unruh was interested in. He had a date set up, and he was there with the intention of meeting this man whom he had a brief affair with. Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is the nineteen. This is nineteen forties, fifties. This is very taboo, but this is in a like they call them neighborhoods. This was in a neighborhood in in Philadelphia, where it's like even in nineteen fifty, we're all gay here, so it's cool, you know. But still, st- still very taboo for nineteen fifty to be out on a date with a man at the movies. I would imagine, yeah. but little less so in a neighborhood that's welcoming and friendly to everybody who is um, a part of that community. So, um, is that what the term brotherly love come from? No, <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It just is uh, just because they're really nice in Philadelphia. <laughs> but a very gay friendly city, I think, today, and uh, as, as as far as it goes today, I think I would think Philadelphia has some some pockets of like really, you know, gay friendly neighborhoods. But no, that's not where the name comes from. Oh, okay. I don't know where the name comes from. You love your brother and, you know. It's brotherly love. Brotherly love yeah. is yeah. okay. It's called ga- Gaberhoods, though. That's Gaberhoods. Like a Gaberhoods. That's you know, like uh, anywhere. First time I heard. Dallas, that. Texas has them. Baltimore has them. You, you, you people, is that term still used? Yeah. Oh, it's I never uh, heard. Yeah, it's a Gaberhood. It's, hmm. it's, it's it's you know, gay people. That's why gay, that's why I love gay people. They're so fun. They come up with little quips and turn of phrases and yeah. Gaberhood. So and that's you know, and you need to know where you're not gonna get rocks thrown at you when you walk it around yeah, yeah. being yourself. So you when you, you got to know where you're safe. You know, sadly, but you know, it's the same thing. Black people, you know, you go to a certain city, you want to know where where black people. Where can I get yeah. good food? Get some soul food from? Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Not be caught in where, yeah, okay. not be yeah, all that, yeah. So the, it's the same thing, and that's where they they go to neighborhoods. Unfortunately for Unruh, traffic held him up, and by the time he reached the theater, which was well was which was in a well known uh, gay neighborhood on Market Street, his date was gone. Hmm. Unruh sat in the theater alone watching movies until around 2.20 a.m. bitterly stewing. By himself, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I enjoy these days. But if I was supposed to be on a date and they didn't show up or they yeah. left and then I'm watching the movie, yeah. now I'm not having a fun. If I'm taking myself out on a me date, that's a different story. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, he had plans and the plans fell through. I, d- I just would have went home. I'm not going to watch Marley and me with the date not showing up. I'm really mad. And then when that dog dies, I'm going to be really fucking upset. <laughs> you know, so I already was going to be upset regardless, but now I'm really upset. Yeah. So anyway, so he was watching movies until around 2.20 a.m., really upset. And then at 3 a.m., he arrived back home in New Jersey to find that the newly constructed fence at the rear of his backyard had been tampered with. Hmm. He had erected the fence to spite his neighbors who he had, who he had been feuding with, so he already had a guess as to who the culprits were. Hmm. Now, Keep in mind, this guy's a war veteran. He has a gun range in his mom's basement. I would imagine whatever this feud was. Yeah, I would imagine whatever this feud was, I could guess who the instigator was, and it probably was him. But I don't know whether he has his right reasons that were right or wrong, but he takes the feud to another level. So the fence being messed with was seemingly the final straw for, uh, for Howard, who was 28 years old at the time. 
So for a couple of years, Unruh had been contemplating killing several of his neighbors over petty squabbles, uh, perceived treachery, and mm. name-calling that was taking place in, in his neighborhood, of his, his mother's neighborhood. He lived with his mother, of his yeah. mother's neighborhood. Uh, all of was it like to his face or was it like behind his back? Well, he's an instigator and all these things. So anything that happened was like a, a conflict. It was no like whispering or anything like that. It became, if, well, even if it was, it became a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confront you about it. Oh, this. he's making shit up. Coming from war, PTSD. That's possible. And, and that's a good point. I actually put a pin in that because that's possible. I don't even know. But I, can never, I cannot confirm what you're saying, but that's a good point that you bring up that this could all have been something that he's making up. That's a good point. And everybody listening, keep that in mind. You keep that in mind. I'm going to keep that in mind too. So all of these things, all these perceived treacheries fed into his psychosis. Unruh believed the world was out to get him. So he decided to exact revenge on a small slice of that world, which was his neighborhood. He thought that was the only proper response to the world's shitting on me. I'm going to shit back on the world. Yeah. Uh, he went to, He went into his apartment, which is the, his mom's basement, uncased his German Luger 9mm pistol that he purchased at a sporting goods store in Philadelphia for thirty for $37.50. 30, oh, this is like 1940-something. Yeah, but I mean, I don't... You yeah, you can't get a gun for that. It's We have a gun problem. You can't get a gun that cheap today, but... I would. I don't feel like doing the conversion, but I would imagine that's something like a hundred dollars or something like that today. Um, so he he got the gun, he secured it, and he, along with uh, two clips and thirty three loose cartridges, mm. he was unable to sleep that night. So he made yet another mental list of his intended targets. So that's a sick fucking guy. Like that's how you go to sleep is the the list of the people that you're planning on killing. Puts you to you fall asleep to that. I like to fall asleep to like funny podcasts. You know that's how I fall asleep. But I'm not in this guy's brain. Different things, different strokes for different folks, and a lot of times on this podcast we tr- we go, what the fuck? I could never. It's like you can't. I just you can't even put yourself in the mind state of a person who could fall asleep counting off the people that they plan on killing. You know what I mean? So it's not even a thing where you go, how do you do something like that? We'll never know. We'll just never know how you do that. On the morning of Tuesday, September sixth, after enjoying breakfast with his mother, Unruh would take his quote unquote walk of death, murdering thirteen people and wounding others Jeez. in the in the. 20-minute rampage before being hauled off alive by the police after a dangerous firefight. Was that like a handgun, though? What? Uh, Ruger? It's yeah. Like a handgun, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's a, it's a handgun. Mm-hmm. Um, His rampage began when he approached a bread truck parked while the driver was going over their day's route. Howard stuck his gun in the door, but the driver saw Howard coming and dove in the back of the truck. Mm. The driver then quickly gathered two children playing in the area and drove off. From there, Howard walked into a shoe repair store and shot 27-year-old John Pillarcheck mm. twice, killing him. While at the scene, he spared the life of a little boy who was in the shop, but he would not extend the kindness going forward. Mm. He made his way next door to a barber shop and shot the owner, 33-year-old Clark Hoover, as well as the six-year-old boy whose head he was cutting on a fucking horse chair, which I don't even know if they do anymore. Ever since I was a kid, they do booster seats. But this kid, I saw a crime scene photo, not with the kid in it, but there was like blood on the floor, and he, there was a, a a like a like a horse mm-hmm. with a stool on it, and that's what you sit the kid on. So you have your regular stool, and then you get this fun little kid thing that yeah. they sit on while you while while you cut their hair. It's the mm-hmm. cutest fucking thing ever, but unfortunately not in the crime scene photo. That the I kid was wasn't hurt though, right? No, the kid was killed. He killed the kid. He killed the kid and Shot the barber. The barber and the kid whose hair he was cutting. So why he spared the kid? Of the, I thought he was just not touching kids, you're man. Question, you're, yeah, you're asking questions. I don't have the logic to. That kid didn't. 
I don't know, look at him wrong or I don't know. But what's weird in this case is his mother tragically was there too, this kid's mother. At the barbershop? At the barbershop, and he didn't shoot her. So she's there screaming in disbelief, and he didn't shoot her. So I don't, mm. there's no logic. There's this is this is completely indiscriminate. There's no rhyme or reason. It's even his his people that he feels slighted against. That kid didn't. He's not one of the people. So it's not even like a directed anger. Like I'm gonna kill the butcher, the mailman, the 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 doctor. What? It's like this is it's like he has people that he wants to shoot, but it's also like you might look at me wrong, or I don't like your face, or that could happen too. So he has targets, but anybody can be a target in between him walking to those targets. So I, I assume the barber was on his I list. Need the kids whooping out of him. You should. He left the woman out of it, but not the kid, which is so terrible. Maybe he missed. I mean, maybe he was a no. He he didn't take. He didn't shoot her. He didn't shoot at the woman. No, I mean. Oh, maybe you mean the kid? kid. That barber barbershop. Maybe he misaimed. It's possible, but this guy also had a um. I have some reasons for why that might not, might not be the case. One being that he had a shoot a gun range in his mom's basement. He'd been and he was in the military, so he's been training with guns for a long time. And training for this specifically in his mom's basement for some time as well. So I don't know if he is a guy that like misfires. Also, when I proceed, you'll hear about his aim in another instance where you go, uh, I don't know, you think he might have just shot this kid. Also, like I, I just got more. I got more and just just buckle up. So he shot this 33-year-old barbershop owner as well as a six-year-old boy, but he left the mother alive screaming in the barbershop. As he made his way from that scene, he shot two boys who were watching him from a window, but he thankfully missed. So he shot up at them. They were like up watching him from a window. Mm -hmm. He shot up at them. He missed them. He attempted to enter a, lo a local tavern, but the people inside presumably heard the gunshots and locked the door. Howard moved on, but not before firing two shots at the, at the locked door. I mm -hmm. guess he might have just thought maybe a bullet would get in and hit somebody or something. He just is, he's just sporadic out of his mind. The owner, who was inside with the customers, owned a 38 special handgun, but did not rush out to stop the shooter because that's not as simple of a decision as people might suggest that it is. A good guy with a gun doesn't necessarily want to get into a firefight and fucking risk their life shooting somebody just because they have a gun. Yeah. But that is the logic that we've been living by in this country for a long time. Like, well, if you give more people guns, then those people will come out and stop the guy was like, well, what if I am not built for that? What if I'm a, a shit, a chicken shit? And that's okay, because that's crazy to be like, I'm going to go and get into a John Wayne fucking shootout with somebody. Yeah, It's like, no, I'm hidden in this bar. I don't want to fucking go get in a shootout. And that could just happen. We saw it happen with 19 police officers just the other day. So I don't think the solution is give everybody guns, and then anybody who has a gun who's not a good person, a friend will just pull his gun out and shoot him, and then the, the conflict's over. It's like, I mean... Is that the only defense we can think of? Is that what we're just going to go by? And it seems like, yeah, that's the decision we've made as a country. It's like, that's what we're going to do. <clears throat> it's crazy. Anyway, um, his next stop was to a drugstore to take his revenge against the Coens. I don't know if this is the people who messed with his fence, but the Coens were on his shit list for sure. When he got to the door, a customer named James Hutton was leaving. The two knew each other and greeted each other in a friendly manner before Howard shot and killed him. He shot him? As he said, what's up to him? James, man, Dapped him up. On? James, man, what's up, man? You getting some cream for you? I know you had, a, I know you had a, some back problems. You got some heating cream? Bang. That's how, that's how off the rocker this dude is. You got the dude, James, like, yeah, man, you know, go ahead. No, I got my mom, my wife's got a headache. Go ahead and take these pills back to her. Bang. 
Well, you think everybody's against them, though. Yeah, but it's crazy to like this. This takes my paranoia to another level on these things where you go, because there's like these there's these jokes about like when you're in high school, you say hi to the kid that walks around with the briefcase, where's the duster, mm-hmm. and then on that day when he comes into the school and he goes, hey, "Man, get out of here," because you weren't one of the people that was mean to him. Yeah, but then in this one you go, "Well, I mean, that's just a presumption you've made. Like that person could go." Yeah, you were nice to me, but I don't give a shit. I'm here to kill people. I'm here to kill people. So yeah. I'm gonna kill you too. You know what I mean? So it's like that was, you know, what I thought about when I when I read that, where I go, this guy James probably goes, Hey man, Howard, what's going on? Hey man. He didn't think that they had any issues with each other. And then it sounds like they had a little exchange and then he just fucking shot the guy. You killed him? Yeah. Dang. So even knowing somebody and feeling like a familiarity Never could know. mean nothing in that situation. Yeah. You know, so when somebody has a psychotic break like that, like it doesn't matter that you always wave to them when they're when you're walking past their house. Like they don't give a shit. And for you to presume that they do that they do is might be foolish of you. So for me, it's like, okay, if I think somebody's weird, I'm just gonna keep my distance instead of being like, let me uh let me cozy up to them so that they know I'm don't put me on your shit list. Yeah. I wonder if you shot him in the back. I don't know. I don't have the details for him. Hmm. But I would assume he shot him without him expecting it. So maybe he let him walk away a bit yeah, and yeah. shot him. That's That makes sense for sure. So like I said, he shot him and killed him before entering the store. So he shot and killed him. And then as he was entering the store, Maurice and Rose, who had just heard the gunshot, seen him shoot a customer, Maurice and Rose Cohen were running upstairs to their apartment because it was a pharmacy downstairs, but then they had an apartment up top. Okay. So he ran up to the pharma- they ran up to the apartment and he followed behind them. After finding Rose in a closet, what he did was he shot, he like he had a suspicion that she was in the closet, so he shot at the door mm-hmm. a few times and then opened the door up and shot her in the head. Mm. So he kills her, he kills Rose Cohen. He then finds Rose's mother in a bedroom calling the police, shoots her, kills her mother. Um, so he's, in there, he's cleaning up. Yeah, he's going, I mean, he's, yeah. this guy's on a spree. Um so like I say, he found he found Rose's mother, killed her, killed Rose. He uh, then uh, so then Maurice had jumped out of a window onto the porch roof. Howard, who had spent some, spent months months training in his mom's basement, fired one shot, hitting Maurice and causing him to fall off the roof. Shit. Yeah. Um. He proceeded to walk down and execute Maurice, who laid injured on the street. Mm. As he walked away from the drugstore, he saw some people hanging laundry. And fired at them. So whoever's in sight, he's just... Whoever's in sight. But then also too? not. Well, he shot at them. He hit a couple people in the arm. He injured them. He he didn't kill any of those people. But I mean, I'm sure he didn't decide... He to sh- That's what I'm saying. He did, I'm sure he didn't decide to shoot them in the arm. He shot at them. And yeah. then would if, he would, if they would have got hit in the arm. head, or yeah, would, yeah. they would have they died. So he shot at them. I'm sure he intended to kill them when he shot at them. A motorist named Alvin Day who slowed down when he saw James Hutton lying on the ground, was also killed by Unruh. He shot shot him through his car window. He then turned around and fired through the windshield of another car, killing Helen Wilson, her mother, Emma Emma Matlock, and wounding her 12-year-old son, John Wilson, who later died at the hospital. Wow. So killed everybody in the car just because they were riding down the street he was on. I picture him just, like, walking. Yeah, he is. He's just walking around the neighborhood. That's crazy. He's not even running around the neighborhood. He's like, all right, went to the barbershop, went to the shoe store, pharmacy, boom, boom, boom. You know? It's, he did all this in 20 minutes, so maybe a jog. Wow. You know? Or it was just a neighborhood. I don't even want to give him credit to say he was jogging. It was just a close-knit neighborhood. 
with a lot of shops and stuff on one block that they all knew each other. They knew him. Yeah. So some armed resident started firing at Howard from their apartment window mm. and hit Howard in the thigh. Slowed down but not incapacitated, he entered the tailor shop and shot the owner's wife named Helga Zagrino. While heading back to his house, a two-year-old boy looked out the window and made eye contact with Howard Unruh. Howard shot and killed the two-year-old boy named Tommy Hamilton. The little boy? Little two-year-old boy. Um, he, he shot a two-year-old boy for looking out the window and just seeing him and making eye contact with him. He made his way back to his home to growing sounds of sirens and barricaded himself inside. A gunfight ensued, but after peppering the house with canisters of tear gas, Howard Unruh surrendered and was captured alive and taken into custody where he gave a detailed account of his rampage. Mm. Um, after he confessed to everything and gave full detail, the police picked him up to handcuff him. They saw that there was blood on the chair, and they realized that he had been shot in the leg by that good guy with the gun who shot out of the window from his apartment. Yeah. Um, so they took him to the hospital and you know to get him all bandaged up. Howard Unruh was charged with 13 counts of murder and three counts of atrocious assault and battery. While in the hospital recovering from his gunshot wound, he was assessed by a psychiatrist who diagnosed him with schizophrenia. So that goes back to what you said the thing earlier about uh, these people might not even have known any type of they have a serious thing or maybe they never even really said anything directly offensive to him to the, in their eyes. And yeah. he, he took it. And maybe his mental illness might have concocted it into something bigger. I'm not here to demonize people with schizophrenia. I'm just, you know, you said that point and that kind of put some doubt in my mind where you go, yeah, I'm, I'm just assuming he's having these back and forth battles with people, but they might not know that. They might not know that they're having a vendettas or feuds with yeah. this person. So the judge deemed him unfit to stand trial. Mm. And after he was released from the hospital, he was sent to the Trenton Psychiatric Hospital where he remained until his death on October 19th, 2009. He was 88 years old. Howard's struggles with mental illness are no excuse for his indiscriminate murder spree, but his diagnosis should not be an indictment on all people with similar struggles. Addressing the needs of people who struggle with mental health has always been a failure in the U.S. The health of our citizens should be a priority. Identifying and providing resources to those members of society struggling is not a solution to gun violence, but it's more effective than thoughts and prayers could ever be. I've given a lot of thoughts on what's been happening in the country recently. Those are just a couple more of my thoughts. You know, the new the new narrative now is we don't have a gun problem. We have a mental health problem. And it's like, okay, well, then are we going to address the mental health problem? Or are we just going to say that that's the problem and not fix that problem either? Because if we're not going to fix that problem either, then all you're doing is scapegoating people who struggle with mental health problems. And that's not okay. <clears throat> Yeah. If you're going to just put gun violence on people that have that struggle with mental health, but we're not going to try to fix the infrastructure of this country to provide those people with resources that will help them, then you're just saying, hey, man, the gun isn't the problem. It's crazy people. And you go, okay, well, are we going to help those people that are struggling with mental health? I know because, you know, we don't really have the money to put towards that problem. It's a big problem and whatever. So, okay, so then you're saying we're fucked and we just, there's nothing to do. We can't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, maybe people should stop playing video games and stop smoking weed and go to church. And you know, it's just a bunch of, you know, the, the narrative now is mental health and we have a morality problem in this country. Why is always like, but while, <clears throat> why always music and video games always come into play? It's like, crime was going on way before videos and music and video games. Like that doesn't make any sense. This happened in 1949. Like that doesn't, 
Like what? When, this happened in 1940. And also, everybody that have vi- that play video games don't have psychotic breakdowns and want to go. Everybody that has schizophrenia doesn't go out and shoot people. You know, it's it's just it's a it's a it's a it's a way to scapegoat, petty fog the issue, and then move on until the next time we have to have the conversation again, yeah. and then you start from scratch again. You start over again. Yeah. So what happens is. It's called a straw man argument, really, is what it's called. So basically, if I I present you with something that's going to tie you up in an argument long enough for the news cycle to end. So if I go, it's not guns, it's mental health. Then we're discussing mental health problems, statistics about who struggles with mental health, uh, you know, what resources are available for people that struggle with mental health. Now we're talking about mental health for an hour and a half. The show is over, you know the show that we're presenting to the world for the discussion and then they can debate about it. Now the whole world that's digested that argument between these two people that they respect or they think as intellectuals. Now those people leave that conversation with, yeah, man, it is mental health. And now the world is discussing mental health instead of guns. And then we just move past it. And then when it happens again next week, boom, 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 boom. You start back at point a mental health, do the conversation again. And it's over. And that's the cycle. Or you find a new thing. And sometimes the new thing is the old thing, and yeah. now the new thing again. But that's is how the that's how the conversation gets hijacked. That's just like happened with uh, with uh, the Kaepernick knee and the uh, yes, knee-in. that's a great a example. example. Great example. <laughs> it became about everything about then other than what this guy was yeah. talking about, and that's the whole point. You know, is it? You know, it's like that's the whole point of diverting the conversation because you don't want to have the conversation. Yeah, none of these people who have the power to actually make a change legislatively about gun laws want to do that because they get paid to talk keep about laws the same way. Yeah. And so they want to keep their donors happy. Yeah. And so they're going to go out and say everything but this. The new thing though now about the problem is that we don't go to church is like what I are we talking about? What are we talking about here? Well it's it's, it's it's we're morally bankrupt is the argument. Hmm. If we were more Christian and go to church and you know, God put God first, and you take. They took prayer out of school. Your kids don't even say prayers in school anymore. That's why this happens. And then you're like, "What the fuck?" And now you got to try to defend that or fight against that. And then you spend so much time fighting against that that now you're all the way on another island that has nothing to do with guns. And that's where they want you. So you know, um, I can only imagine what the discussions were in 1949 after Howard Unruh did this. But this isn't new. It's gotten worse. This guy did what he did with a pistol. Guns have only gotten more powerful, more accessible since then. And um, I don't really see any changing anytime soon, unfortunately. We saw back-to-back some really atrocious things. And either something positive is going to come from this or nothing is going to come from this. Or my worst fear which I think is very real, is that we are headed into a world where everything is militarized. You know, you go to the movies, it's a checkpoint. You go to the grocery store, there's a guy in army clothes outside of there checking bags. Um, Every place has a metal detector. Um, And it's like, is that that the world we want to live in? That's the solution is like, we'll put more guns everywhere, we had the discussion we were talking about put put guns in the schools and the military at the school so the kids can see this. I think that that's so trauma, tra- traumatizing and traumatic to for a kid to grow up seeing that. I mean, but I it's, just, but it's, it's like a, is that the world? But now? it's an attempt to keep you know people safe, though. I mean, it's a 
I get that, but that's the solution. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't feel like. I, I mean, I'm seeing evidence to the contrary because people are being killed when they're going to go buy cantaloupes from the grocery store. Yeah. So it's like while I say I don't want that to be the world that we live in, I, I don't know. Maybe that is the only solution. Is that like there needs to be more of a military presence in your everyday life? But it's like I, I, I just feel like there has to be a better solution than that. Than like more. It guns. could be, but I mean, what does history tells us when? these events happen every year they just keep happening they just keep happening yeah so i mean like what else are you supposed to what else are you supposed to believe that's just tough to reconcile yeah where you go like i guess the only solution is like everywhere i go in my life there needs to be people with guns there metal detecting wanding people like it's the tsa yeah i need to go through an x-ray and then also as, as me and you and we can attest to it's like if that becomes the world that the world becomes just on a day-to-day life, who is that inconvenience more? People that look like us. Every time I go to the TSA and there's a random screening, it always just seems to be my turn to get randomly <laughs> pulled to the, go through the thing and get wandered down when it's me. Yeah. And then the next guy doesn't get pulled. To, you know what I mean? Like, So it's going to be people that look like us that get randomly pulled to the extra security detail and get my nuts swiped and all that type of shit, man. It's not at this point. It's not degrading because it's just like it's just security or whatever. But I don't want to go to Trader Joe's and have to have my nuts swiped to go get some Granny Smith apples and some sun and some 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 dried mangoes. Oh, you know I what just, I mean? I like just I just don't, don't see, think I don't that see needs that to happening. It's only because where's the money coming from? Yeah, this is a very if, expensive if, thing that we're talking about. Yeah, right. if they don't even want to put money towards. Rehabilitation, uh, yeah, for mental health, mental for, health yeah. and stuff like that. It's like what, what, what are they going to get people that own a business to do that? Because they're like, what? well, what? what happens is all this protection only goes to affluent neighborhoods and those kind of places, yeah. and then the same places that get hit, like a tops or a low income school, continue to suffer these problems. But the affluent people are protected, yeah, you know, by private military or whatever the case may be, and then it makes it less accessible where you go, you might want to, you go, you might go, I'm a little uh, on the lower middle class spectrum, but I'm going to go to like the nice part of town tonight. And it's going to be damn near impossible in this world that we're describing. It's going to be damn near impossible for you to go there. Cause you're going to stand out. They're going to give you a problem. They're going to s- screen you heavily. Cause you don't belong here. You look weird. So you got to go through the extra screening process. And that's where you're going to see the racism and all those type of elements come into play with this new level of security. Well, you can't escape it either way. Yeah. So, so there's always going to be problems, and I don't know what the solution is. So, no, man. Hey, but you don't remember when we were talking about pizza? That was fun. Yeah, it's not as funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So, stick around. Welcome back. It's my turn to go. Uh, my affirmative murder this week is the story uh, about Oscar Lopez Rodriguez. Mm. Oscar Lopez Rodriguez, known by the Chilean media as Monstro de la Lol, oh. which means the monster of la Lol, which is a city in Chile. City in Chile, yep. You know my story? No. Oh. I just, context clues. 
<laughs> Oscar was born on November 1st, 1972 in Lolol in Cochagua province in O'Higgins region. His parents were Oscar del Carmen Lopez Araya and Osvaldina de las Rosas Rodriguez Espinosa. Mm. Long names, man. Very. Long names. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that, but. They're prestigious. I love it. He was considered a violent. Well, I think you get like the father's last name and the mother's last name. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's you something like that. Your first name, middle name, and then two last names. Yeah. So he was considered a violent and lonely man by neighbors in his town. Lopez claimed to be a messenger of God. And Lopez also liked to dress as anime characters. Okay. I know some people that used to get down like that. What? Dress as anime characters? Yeah. Wear those Naruto sure. headbands. Yeah. I get it. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't see too many that goes like, I'm a messenger of God and like, it's also dressed as a fucking, you know, some type of superhero or something like that. That's fair. I'll be, a, I'll be taken aback. Yeah. Yeah. So also known in the law as the hippie because of his intentionally unkept look. Like with a messy beard, yeah, long hair. So many people think that he was inspired to look like Jesus Christ. Mm. Some Lolo residents have told the media that Lopez may have been part of a satanic sect. He was also a user of marijuana, which he reported, reportedly also sold. You know, I'm not going. I'm not going to say. You know, I'm not going to hold that against him. But say he's a messenger of God. He was on some different. Dressed, shit. He tried to dress like Jesus, Jesus Christ. And also Sonic the Hedgehog or something. <laughs> right. And, you know, was in some, was dabbling in some satanic type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Lopez been collecting phonographs, lamps, cartwheels, and iron gates in 1997 when he moved to Los Plados, a rural area near Santa Cruz. Sometime afterwards, he moved to Los Robles, six kilometers from the urban center of Lolo where he joined a ecologic community. Not sure what that is. I mean, it's like nature type, type of thing. Yes, but, yeah. Yeah, but he, he joined that, but he, he was also expelled. Like, how do you get kicked out of, like, what were you? Probably talking about how you're God's descendant or what, that kind of thing. Or like, or like you know, using hurting the, organisms or, or I don't, that. Uh, you picking them up to use for like colors to make your anime clothes. You know, if you squeeze a rose, it makes red. And I used it. I made of the flash costume. I made of the flash costume. You killed all the roses. Yeah, <laughs> you're out here. Yeah, get, you're get you're fired. Out. Yeah, get him out. I mean, but how do you? That's crazy, though. You get fired from it. Sounds like those. Sounds like those might be like the nicest people that care about the earth and stuff. Absolutely. And it's like, hey, man, you gotta go. You gotta go, man. It's weird. You're, you're doing the the absolutely yeah, opposite of what you're, you're in here. I'll cause it. You're in here dressed like Goku. You gotta go, man. <laughs> you gotta go, cool. <laughs> uh, so in August 2009 He moved to Los Los Palos Three kilometers From the center of Lolo So he's kind of in the same area But in a different direction mm -hmm. He lived in three different houses There until March of 2010 After the earthquake Earthquake of February 27th of 2010 He moved to his last home An old adobe house mm -hmm. You know what a adobe house is It's like a I um, know what adobe is What is it? A spice, a spice. So adobo. Adobe. I'm thinking of adobo. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. So adobe house is like a, um, for an example, is house that looks like uh, the Flintstone house. You remember what the Flintstone house looked like? 
like a handmade house. It's like a handmade like carved a, house. Okay, exactly. yeah, sure. They all it's clay. Edge. It's round and just just weird looking. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think we saw some of those at the Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So those were, those the the type the house that he was staying in his his last house. Okay. Um. So located in the front of the Lowe's fire firefighters bureau, there he established his own antique shop in front of the house. Okay. So this time, put his little table. So he got his wares little, out yeah, there. Got his antique shop. Yeah, yeah. Um. So in an article published in the regional newspaper called El Mundo Rural, Rural um. Which which is just the rural world is in English. In mm. April 2012, Lopez Rodriguez was described as a modest man. Mm. He's got his Adobe. He's got his little uh, knickknack shop. Yeah, yeah. So he was described as a modest man who has worked hard with a shovel and a and a plow in the countryside, but his life is devoted to visiting houses and rescuing antiques. Which he repairs and sells to wealthy families. Sounds that like was a, his. Sounds like a very humble like guy. He's just working, man. He's just chilling. Mm-hmm. He got a house that he was staying Honest in. Honest living. Made a made a shop, antique shop, and he's just going around taking people unwanted antiques and then restoring them. restoring them and selling them. Yeah. Sounds like this guy. He could probably end up on the Antiques Roadshow or something. Probably. Like that. So the rural the rural world newspaper also talked about his unique skill to ride his bike with his dog Valentine standing on it. Standing on the bike? Yeah. It was like a little chihuahua or something. And he just, no, he's like small. Yeah. Just put him in the front. He just hangs on the, just paws on the, on the, front handlebars, of the handlebars. I'm trying, trying to picture around. it. I'm trying to picture it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. His first victim was Juan Dorte, who was born January 7th, 1956, who was a farmer. He was born in Lolo, Cochagua, the province in O'Higgins region, and he lived his whole life there. Known as Juanito or Don Juanito by most of the people in the small town of Lolo. Duarte worked for 20 years as a seasonal worker in the the Vina Casa Silva estate in the communion of San Fernando. He was known in his hometown as a good, hardworking person. At the time of his death, he was under medical license because of a recent surgery which removed a hernia from his spine. Mm. He married Maria Adriana Rodriguez Espana, on May 30th, 1976, he was the uncle of counselor of the little town, of the little town hall, Leandro Duarte Maldonado, from the Social Democrat Radical Party. So, by most accounts, on this day, July 10th, 2012, Juan Duarte visited Oscar Lopez, his antique shop, mm-hmm. to purchase an iron stick. So, Juan, Juan housemaid, Agla Morales told El Mercurio, uh, which is the um, it's it's like the it's called the Mercury, which is like a newspaper pub, a newspaper um, publisher. Okay, um, that he was actually interested in an in an old little table, and several people saw Juan talking to Lopez that afternoon. So people saw him visit the shop, talking to Lopez, who was the owner. Yeah, nothing, nothing about it. Nothing of it. Just a customer talking to the shop owner. Yep. Yeah. So the police stated that Lopez stabbed Juan in the back and subsequently beheaded him. Oh, Jesus. They believe at the at the shop. At the shop. They believe that Juan tried to defend himself tenaciously, but Lopez kept Juan's head in a coffer, which is like a chest. Mm. After he removed it. After he cut his head off. Jesus Christ. 
he put his head in, in the coffer in the chest. Uh, and then that same, like, the thing he put it in was up. That was also up for sale in his shop. So oh, stop it. Yeah, man. Stop. Stuff for sale in the shop. Did he sell it? No, I didn't. I don't, I don't have any. I didn't see anything in the case of him selling the shop, but he cut this guy's heads off, put it in his chest that was up for sale, and he buried the rest of his body under some rocks behind in his backyard. Oh, the following day, which was July 11th, uh, Juan's family filed a presenta disgracia, which is a disappearance claim with the Lolo police. His second victim, his second, second victim was Maria Jose Reyes. Maria Jose Reyes Moore was a physical education teacher in Santiago metropolitan region. Reyes Moore nicknamed Cote, which the nickname for that means like shelter for like pigs or something. I don't know. I don't know. Cause some, you know how people have nicknames and have them. Yeah. Uh-huh. That one I did. I, did, I don't get, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't that know one, the, that's, the that's, story behind that one. Yeah. But that was her nickname. She completed her secondary education at Colijo Villa Maria in 1984, which is college. Mm-hmm. She worked between 19, 1992 and 2007 as a physical education teacher uh, at the Colijo San Francisco de Asas in Las Condes. She left, the educational, she left that educational institution in 2007 because she wanted to devote more time to her family. Mm-hmm. Shortly afterwards, she began working at the Colijo El Golf and, and Vita Cora where she created a class called the El, the the La Academia, which is the, the academy. Mm-hmm. So the academy consisted of pre-employment and functional work workshop dedicated to high school graduates with special educational needs. Okay, so that's great. That's she was really, doing wonderful things for yeah. her community. And it's really commendable. People. Yep. So she married farmer Fernando Sanchez on December 4th, 1989, and the couple had four children. On July 12th, Maria... Jose Reyes was traveling with her two children, her 15 year old daughter and 19 year old son. Her husband, so they, they, I'm sorry, they was traveling to a uh, a Chilean town, which is Fundo uh, Carlinia, and her her husband and her two other children were was going to meet her there in that town, um, either later that day or a couple days later. So she was traveling alone. She was traveling. No, so it was her. The other two kids. Her other two kids. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And the other two was coming with the dad. Got like. it. Got it. Got it. Around uh, one one o'clock local time, she decided to take a stop um, at the at a shop in, in Law. Yep. So she pulled up to uh, one forty uh, one forty five Los Los Alores Street and went into Lopez Rodriguez Antique Shop with her daughter and her son stayed in the car. Mm. Less than five minutes after she, I guess you know. Between the time she gets in there and this, what I'm about to explain happens. I guess she was just looking around. I don't yeah. know. Less than five minutes later, and apparently without reason, Lopez took Reyes by her hair and stabbed her. Oh. Her daughter ran out of the shop to tell her brother. When they when she runs out to get her brother, they come back into the shop. Oh no, no. They saw Lopez taking their severely injured mother to a tree trunk in his backyard, where he proceeded to decapitate oh. her with an axe. Jesus Christ. Reyes Moore children ran out of the antique shop to ask for help, you know, yelling. Yeah. According to witnesses shouting, Astan Mutando El Mamita, which is they're killing my mom. They're killing our mother or killing my mom. Yeah. Because it because it was Lolo's payday, the street was filled with people. So 
I don't know. I don't. Not too familiar with that. Yeah. Because they all get paid. Everyone, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Everybody shopping. has money. Everybody shopping. Yeah. But the, the streets were filled. Everybody saw them yeah. crying for help. The teenagers eventually found a policeman, Sergeant Sergeant Felipe Gonzalez, who quickly got into the crime. Who quickly got to the crime scene. And in the meantime, Lopez had taken Reyes's head and showed it to the passerbys, raising uh, the head like a trophy. Jesus so imagine all these people is on the side of the road, on the side of the road, and he's just holding, holding up a head. head. That's like some fucking just bragging or whatever. House like, of a thousand he corpses, just, shit. Like he just, you know, won a championship trophy or something. That's insane. And he's got another head in a trunk in the yeah in the shop. Yep. Jesus Christ! So when Gonzalez reached him, he ordered Lopez to stop and fired into the air twice without rec- without receiving any response from Lopez. Lopez then rushed rushed towards the policeman with a bloody axe uh, that he used to decapita- decapitate, you know, Miss Maria, mm-hmm. forcing Gonzalez to shoot him with his service weapon, killing him. Mm. So the murders were widely covered by the local media and shocked the Chilean society. The residents of Lolol, a peaceful rural town which was declared a national monument under the category of Zona Tapikia, which is typical the typical zone. For its colonial architecture, architecture, and people that lived in the town was devastated, and the town and the town streets were empty one week after the crimes. Mm. So, you know how that is when yeah something something that dark too horrific happens, and in a place where it doesn't happen, right? Something horrific. People go, you know, that's because Baltimore. That's not stable. That's Baltimore not now right. is like somebody could get shot, and it, life goes on here. It may clear up a little bit. It may not be as busy. Maybe in the, a, the specific spot that it happens. Yeah. But That's what I mean. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. And But after a while, everybody thought, you know. Yeah. Come back. Some residents told the media they have been teased in other towns. So other people was like, you know, I guess what I thought was like maybe, like you said, this doesn't happen. Yeah. You go to other towns, they're like, you know. Well, y'all, y'all are the decapitated. Y'all, the, y'all yeah, from the decapitated exactly. town. So these people are yeah. teasing other people from that town. Sure. Like, don't bring that shit over here or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah I get that. Uh, so they've been teasing in other towns and asked asked for Oscar's Lopez house to be demolished. The mayor of Lolo, which is Marco, Marco Marin, told a newspaper, newspaper pub, publisher in that town that the crime will mark a before and after in the history of Lolo. Mm-hmm. So the day of the murder of Maria, uh, Maria and the Lopez death, the crime scene investigators inspected the crime scene. Under the request of a public prosecutor, Carmen Gloria Agorto found that found the de- decapitated body of another victim, mm. lady identified as Juan. They also checked some wa- some wells and some backyards of Lopez's house. So now they're just trying to um, see if they find any other bodies. See if they find any other bodies. Yeah. So the following day, looking for more possible victims and evidence, the authorities mm. continued to inspect the crime scene and visited Lopez. Lopez's former residence in Los Palsa. But they did not find uh they did not find any human remains or anything like that. So following the murders, there was suspicion that Lopez might have also killed Manuel Pena, a man also from Colchagua, Providence. So another guy in the area went missing on March twenty on March twentieth that was last seen talking to Lopez. They don't have they didn't find any evidence of, you know, this happening, but yeah. I guess they talked to somebody who was like, yeah, last time we saw this person, he was with him. And if this dude did something like that. It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. <coughs> it's not a good sign. probably had something to do with that. Yeah. Dude going missing. 
Police searched Lopez's shop, former residence, for additional human remains, but didn't find any. O'Higgins Region Public Prosecutor Luis Toledo, Toledo announced the public ministry would give psychological assistance to the, uh, to the Reyes children. So that was the, yeah. the kids of the Miss Maria as they witnessed the crime. Yeah. The public prosecutor officer of Santa Cruz requested it, requested the OS nine, uh, which is the department of Inf- investigation of criminal organizations to prepare a psychological autopsy. As not much was known as to why Lopez committed the crime, created a profile based on interviews with people who in- who interacted with him and information extracted from the crime scene. The results of the psychological autopsy were made public on July 25th of 2012. Never and heard of that before. What? A psychological Me autopsy? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't... It's like coming up with a, a criminal profile after the person's dead. Yes. That's yep. interesting. I've yeah, never yeah. heard of that. I never heard of it before. That's why I was like, when I read I go, I go, I went like, what? That's the first time I ever heard that phrase being used. Yeah. Um, so again, they I made like this the phrase. Right. They came up, they did sense. this, yeah, they yeah. did this profile and just like whoever who, who he is. Who is he as a killer? Exactly. Why he does the things that exactly. he did based on whatever we could find. And the shit he said, you know, of the interactions with other people he he's had. Wow. Uh yeah, so that report went public July twenty fifth of twenty twelve and pointed out that Lopez Rodriguez suffered of short term psychosis and mystical delusions and bizarre behaviors. Sergeant Felipe Gonzalez, age 26, was given psychological help by the authorities and was calm with the help of the authorities. However, his actions are to be investigated whether they adhere to the rules of national law, national law enforcement or not. So Maria um, and, and Juan, you know, they, they, Maria was laid to rest on July 14th of 2012, and Juan was laid to rest the exact, the exact same day. They said thousands were there at, you know, Maria's uh, funeral and yeah. hundreds of people were there at, at, at Juan's um, funeral. But I think Maria was also, she was also cremated as well. Mm. And that was the story of, now, when I looked up the story, it doesn't say, um, it doesn't come up as the story of Oscar. It comes up as the, the murders of the two. Two victims. Maria and um Juan, right? Juan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Comes up the story. So Well good. That's I mean Yeah, man. I, should be the I, focus. Yes, uh, exactly. Um so I I my research was um Crimepedia. What's is it? Murderpedia, I'm sorry. Murderpedia and um Shout out to Crimepedia. Yeah, shout out to Crimepedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's that that's not where I got my story from. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to uh Murderpedia. That's where I got my story from. But I did read the story and you know, these stories are difficult only because like Spanish, you know, Latin yeah. words and stuff you got to no, struggle with, and you, I had to use. I had to, you know, my girl Steph had to hold me down a little bit. <laughs> so you got to you know, help me, but it's like it's 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 hard to read the story and then to go over it. You got, I got, I got it, and then you got to go over it again. And yeah, no, I lost the the, the twang on the how twang to say on that. how to certain words because because mm-hmm. you know because you got you know uh, what is it feminine and you got uh, masculine. Yep. with the words was so and they got those squigglies over yeah, the ends. And so stuff. it's like yeah. it, it's difficult. But I, I heard a story and I was like, I definitely did, did definitely do the story. I never heard of this guy, but this guy just people walk into a shop and he just decides he's to just kill them, cutting people's heads off and then showing them off to people for no no reason. There's no reason why we don't have any reason why he does. Only that he was a messenger of God and he got kicked out of a hippie. 
help the plants community for yeah. whatever reason. But you know, but based on this, what I the, the facts that I given you, it's like maybe this guy was just like, you know, sacrifices. Like, Sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's always really what it is. Oh, most of the time. When you have what do they call them? Divine hallucinations or whatever you call it. It's a lot of terms I liked in this one, but I think I got that one wrong. But it was something like that in the psychological autopsy. That is fascinating. I don't. I don't know if we do that here. I don't know if I've never heard of an expert that does that. I've never heard of a psychological. Especially autopsy. if that they did. Like, like what else? Would well, be that's like? like the whole point of it. Everything's right. Like, yeah. So it's like there's. But so I mean, many, I mean, like here we go. Well, well, yeah, he's well dead. they're dead. Like, whatever. What else are we supposed to but do? But it's like there's so many people that have done things that we'll never have the answers for, and maybe we need to be training people on how to put together a psychological autopsy. If if they're not, if they do already exist, I just have never heard of it until you've done this story. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I couldn't shake was when you said that he put that the the guy Juan's head in the boxes. I couldn't stop shaking the the I'm, I like going to thrift stores, and then sometimes you put on a jacket or you know a shirt or something like that, and it has like a you know like a thrift store smell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then now, after hearing that this guy's antique shop and stuff, you like think about what was done in this jacket yeah. and you know what was done with this luggage or what was it done in, in these shoes and i never think about that stuff and now i have uh, i hope i I'm think about that shit it. all the time when like just random shit you ever see like just like a uh just like a um just someone you just out someone like a like you said like a shoe yeah it's like how'd that get here how'd that get here who was it you know you know, just like just like when you see, I saw showing the old, highway the other day. Like a, you see an old and like car, like an old car, and you go, yeah. I w- what's or been like done in that? That and like what's old scene? old people. You wish you old can, people. Old people. You wish you can like. I wish I can just talk to them. Take a cord and like. Oh, plug, plug them. them and then pl- plug like, them up and just to like see, mirror. just to see like I the like stuff they've seen and the stuff they've been through, like. Years and years. Oh man, I just I think about that a lot. Uh, like, I like where you're going now. That took okay. me somewhere else. Now I yeah, like man. that one. That's Black Mirror-ish. I'm into yeah. that. Take my grandma and go, hey, hey grandma. Boop. Boop. Yeah. Plug into the wall, put on the plasma screen projects, TV, and projects. Just, yeah. It's just it's just a movie of somebody's life. Yeah. Oh. I'm, sign me up. No, I'm into that. Sign me up. I'm, I like that. But like highlights. Because I don't want to see I don't want to see all the bullshit. Yeah. I, I made toast today. Yeah, I don't care about no, that shit. Fuck all that. Yeah. I want to see some what were you, what were you, was were Granny you going doing? doing the marches? Back in the day. What, what were you doing? Were you partying? Were you doing the jitterbug? I want to see all the fun stuff. Let me see the highlights. All yeah, the yeah, stuff. Yeah, I would sure. love to see that, man. No, that's tight. I think yeah, we man. need to I think we need to try to figure out a way to make that a real reality and go pitch that, pitch that to the shark. Call tank. Elion. You figure it out. Elion. Yeah, he might not, he might already have that. Probably. He might already, it just keeps it to himself. He like postponed his thing because he said that uh a robot or something anyway. It's not working right now. I don't know. Some crazy shit. I think he's either going to take society to some next level or he's going to be, be the reason we all die. He's going to make... And I think he, he's willing to take that risk. He's willing to take that Absolutely. risk. Absolutely. I think he's either going to like really change something for the good or he's going to make like the iRobot robots. And Probably. then they fucking... They're like, we're replacing you guys. We're going to... We are humans now. And then we have to have the robot wars. I think he might usher in the Skynet, Arnold Schwarzenegger... Terminator robot wars. Think I think so. I think he I think that worst if we're taking you know how you do like um NBA players in the draft they go like ceiling floor. Yeah, yeah. I think his ceiling is something like apocalyptic. <laughs> his floor is like, you know, 
electric cars. He, you know, helps cut down emissions on the planet. That's yeah. his floor. But his ceiling is like ends human the human race because he creates robots that think that they're better than us. That's his ceiling. And we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. see what happens. Robots terrify me, man. Oh, yeah. Same. I told you, man. You know, you know, I watch Black Mirror. They had the episode with the dogs on there. Do you even watch Black Mirror? I've s I don't I can't. Uh, it's just too it's too much, man. It's too trippy. The last episode I seen was like he was like the guy was on like a treadmill or something something like yeah, that. Yeah, and you get the points and stuff. That was, that was last, Daniel Kaluuya. That was the last time I get out. I can't watch this, man. Oh, I can't so watch good. That I mean, shit was insane. The episodes are hit or miss. To me, not hit or miss. There are episodes that are better than other ones. I, I love all of them, but there's obviously like a hierarchy. Like there are episodes that are better than other ones. That one is not one of the best ones, but I like all the episodes. It's just like it's that it's show so crazy. It's so crazy that I can't watch it. Just like um that the haunted house. Whatever that show is. I don't fucking know. The haunted uh, house. Man. <sighs> the haunted house. I got you. Stranger things? No. The haunting at Hill House? No. <sighs> the haunted house. I we gotta figure this one out now. Yeah. Um, you got anything else? Horror. <laughs> uh, house of House of Horror House of Horror House of Horror It's a show? Yes uh, American so what Horror happened? Story That's what it is <laughs> <laughs> I was working my way I was, I was working my <laughs> Horror I was working my way there People couldn't see me Staring at the wall I was, I was like Are you alright? <laughs> I was working my way there I saw an episode Where like the lady was Old lady, but wasn't old lady. Yeah. I'm like, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> Cause it was confusing, or cause it was scary. What was the reason? Both. Okay, got it. Okay, Both. Got it. okay, fair. I was like, I'm out. And that's how you feel about Black Mirror. It's like confusing and a little scary. Cause yeah. it's like too. But it's like so scary. I'm confused. So I go, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. And also, Black Mirror is scary because it's like the future, but like not really. It's like 2043. Yeah. It's not spaceships and shit. It's like the iPhone 17. It's yeah. not that far in the future. That's the scary part of Black Mirror yeah. to me. Where you're like, this could, it could go this way. I love it. I'm good, man. I want to watch that. One of my favorite episodes I'm going to tell you, because, you know what? No, I'm going to finish my thought before we get into the good vibes. But there's an episode called San Junipero. Okay. It's one of my favorite episodes because it deals with, like, death and then, like, downloading your consciousness into a computer. And then it's like, that's what heaven is. You can choose to just they die. They try to make a show like that on Amazon. They did? It's, uh, it's called something. I don't know. I feel like I've heard of this, but yeah. it's be- Black Mirror episode is better. So, I'm sure it is because I tried to watch it. it was yeah. So when you die, you either can just die and see what happens or you can choose like we plug you up into this and you're going to live forever. Hmm. And you can pay for like how you want it to be. You want to be on the beach every day. You want to fucking go be in the clubs. Yeah. And it's it's a really profound episode. It really like makes you think about the concept of dying and stuff like that. Hmm. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and get into the good vibes and we can talk about this some more when we get to re- recommendations if you want to. Let's get into these good vibes though. Good. Welcome to our good vibe segment. It's my turn to go first. I don't really have a good vibe. Okay. I guess I guess you could say it's a good vibe. It's, it's you know it's let's uh, see informative news. Okay, informative news. That could uh, be good segment. Okay, sure. We can call it that. Maybe yeah. yeah. My my part is gonna be informative news. Yours is gonna be good, good vibes. So mine is how to avoid mosquito bites by ditching these colors of clothing this summer. Oh, get out of here! Okay, I've never been bitten by a mosquito bite. Ain't that that's crazy? not impo- it's impossible. You're, you're that's <laughs> it's it's not possible and it's a lie. <laughs> but continue. <yeah. laughs> 
If you said stung by a bee, I might believe you because I don't think I've ever been stung by. You ever stung by a bee? I don't think I've ever been stung. Man, by a I'm bee. terrified of bees. That Have shit you? hurt. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been. I got stung by, by a bee. I got stung by a wasp. Them shits hurt. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Finally, some researchers can some research we can all use right away, especially if you're prone to being bitten by mosquitoes more than anyone around you. Now, some people you go you know how to cook out, yeah, and some pretty, people I'm just brown. get. I'm sweet. Some people just get bit the fuck up. Like, oh man, just you see the shits all in their legs. I'm like, sweet, man. Uh, are you what you one of those people? Yeah, I get bit up a little bit, like a lot. Yeah, Dang. I got high blood. I got high sugar. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, <laughs> taste cakes, <laughs> shit, <laughs> rice residual rice krispie treats <laughs> right. in my DNA. A lot of marshmallow fluff. <laughs> so if you're being if you're prone to being bitten by mosquitoes more than anyone around you, it could, could this could you know help you out or yeah. you know it could determine what you decide to wear when you go out. I didn't know the colors was doing anything. I gotta hear yeah. more. New research led by scientists at the University of Washington indicates that a that a species of common mosquitoes flies towards specific colors while ignoring the color shades of green, purple, blue, and white. White, okay, yes, yeah. I can do that. On the other on the on the other end of the color spectrum, human skin puts out strong red orange signal for mosquitoes. And those are two of the colors that attract the bugs. Mm. Red and orange. Yep. So bloods. Mos- yeah. It's rough time for bloods in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. So mosquitoes appear to use odors to help them dis- distinguish what is nearby. Now, I always thought that was weird because I saw a mosquito the other day and I saw it flying around and go, how does it know I'm here? So I'm glad I found this article. Mm. Like a host. Uh, so it's distinguished what is nearby. Like. A host to bite, said Jeffrey Riffle at UW, uh, a UW professor of biology. When they smell a specific, specific compounds like CO2 from your breath, from our breath, mm-hmm. that scent stimulates the eyes to scan for specific colors and other visual patterns and head to them. Man. So they smell it. And if it's red or whatever, they go up. Evolution is something else, man. Why you say that? Well, just because natural selection, like everything that's here is here because it survived. Yeah. So like, it's all these skill sets and things that they like. If you told me, if you told me mosquitoes didn't have brains, they just fly around and just land on something and stick their little nose straw into your arm because they just drink blood to survive. I'd be like, that makes sense. But if you to tell me they were flying around like the predator and they see different colors and they have predator vision and they can colors don't they don't like us like that's how it's been around for you know, millions of years you know that it's two evolutions that i'm obsessed with charizard one of them are, no yeah absolutely yes <laughs> one of them are okay one of them are camels okay because um i think the has something to do with the sand and like their eyes what they do to stop sand getting eyes from what they had to used to go through like mm-hmm. years ago not too, you know, I'm not too educated on that, yeah, but you I know it's something. Yeah, it's something crazy. Another one was giraffes. Yeah, giraffes like used to have short necks. As you, as you, but they had to long neck had ones to, lived. Not, it's not evolution. They just had. It's called. They had to figure it out. Yeah, and it was like the fooey one is up there. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to make it if we just don't. You know, I don't know. Stretch our necks up. I don't know. Well, it's more complicated than that. Yeah, but yeah, but okay, you, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got it's, you. It's somewhere around yeah, there. I got you. I'm but sure. I, think, I think it's. I think it's crazy though. Yeah, for sure. They're like, nah, man, we can't. We can't, can't survive. survive this down here. No. Yeah, get what's up there. Yeah. 
and then I, some and then some shit just had to live with the idea that's like we're just gonna die because we can't adapt we can't adapt that's natural selection yeah and then they had to figure out they had to bend the knees drink water i thought that's that's crazy drafts yeah you <laughs> haven't seen that before yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah yeah um yeah so again they use co2 from our breath so they can in in, in a certain color to figure out that oh this is where i, I want to head to you know to get my grub on mm-hmm. he said i used to say there are three major cues that attracts mosquitoes our breath your sweat the temperature of your skin in, in, in this study, we found a fourth cue, the color red, which can not only be found in your clothes, but is also found in everyone's skin. The shade of your skin doesn't matter. We are all, give, we are all giving off a strong red signature. Wearing clothes that avoid these those colors could be another way to prevent a mosquito bite. Now, you have to be wearing long sleeves, probably. if to Because they can... If you're if you have a short sleeve on, yeah, they can still see your arms. They can still see your arms. Yeah, so you need to be wearing like a long black, a long white shirt, well, a long white shirt. Yeah, which is you no, know, it's you can, I can do that. doable in the sun. For so sure. Bounce right off that. Yeah, yeah. I think a that's linen, a white, uh-huh. all white linen. I tell you, when people aren't getting bit by mosquitoes, P Diddy's house does he does all those he all, does all white, white parties. parties. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's okay. wearing all white long linen pants and sleeves, and nobody can see. True. I tell you where everybody is getting bitten at. What? Lil Wayne's house. Lil Wayne's house because everybody's blood. Yeah, everybody's blood's there. Not at Snoop's house though. I tell you what, at, well, I tell you where people also aren't getting bit at what? at Snoop's house, like you said. Yeah, because everybody's wearing blue. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it's one of those colors. It's one of those colors. So the researchers track individual mosquitoes, where they where they spray specific odors and presented different types of visual patterns, such as the color color such as colored dots, human hands, and gloved hands. Mm. Without any odor stim- stimulus, mosquitoes largely ignored a dot. At the bottom of the chamber, regardless of the color. After a spritz of CO2 into into the chambers, mosquitoes continue to ignore the dot if it were green, blue, or purple mm. in color. But if the dot were red, orange, or black, mosquitoes will fly toward it. Wow. Oddly, the color between green and blue on the spectrum was also uh and, and seeing was also attracted to the creature. So humans can't smell CO2. No, we breathe it. We can't. We can't smell it. Yeah, but mosquitoes can. Past research uh, by Riffle's team and other groups show that smelling CO2 boosts female mosquitoes' activity level, and they start searching the space around them, presumably for a host. The color dot experiments revealed that after smelling CO2, these mosquitoes' eyes prefer certain wavelengths in the visual spectrum. It's similar to what. It's similar to what might happen when humans smell something good. So, you know how we always smell, you walk into a room. Yeah. And you smell some, you know, some uh, fried chicken or something. Sure. Uh, you know, not to be stereotypical, but <laughs> fried chicken or something. Mm-hmm. You start looking around like, where's the, ch- where's the, ch-? that's what where's the mosquitoes are. They smell the CO2. It's like, where's the, where's the blood? Yeah. Who is my host today? Yeah. Because I'm ready to get my grub on. Yeah, Unless so, you got white on, it's like exactly. I'm good. That's it's almost like they're like a little fashionistas. Like they're like, "Uh, I don't like that color." So yeah. you don't know how to dress, so I'm not picking you. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I but like not it. like, but not like us. You know, if it's chicken, we don't care what. Okay. Well, you know, we don't care who's cooking it. Oh, I definitely care who's cooking. That's it. true. Let's that's not get true. carried away. We don't care what, what they wearing. I'm not we don't care what they, anybody's fried. We chicken. don't care what they're wearing. Yeah, I don't care what they're wearing if they if they chickens smell good. I want to say like this because that goes back into not caring who. Depending on what somebody's wearing, I might I might be suspicious of their fried chicken. Really? Yeah. yeah like yeah. what? 
Well, you know, if you're wearing like um, uh, like a Juicy Couture sweatsuit, I'll be like, oh, I don't know, I don't really no? like that. I but think like, they, I think they would have good chicken. No, nah, I'm looking for like a like a mumus, like one big long dress shirt, like Medea, like Medea. Mm. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for elbow, elbow, elbow fat. Probably have diabetes. Yeah, probably a little, probably, probably a little on, the, you know, because they eat, because they, they eat, eat this shit. I they know. really eat this They're shit. Little, they might be diabetic. Yeah, they might be on the little diabetic side, yeah. you know. Um, and it's more about that arm, that arm, that nice big mama arm. Yeah, and that's I'm how I know. About. I know you can f- toss that flour on that chicken and that cornmeal and all that, whatever, yeah. all that stuff like that. That give you momentum. Yeah, uh-huh. a little meat pack. They keep momentum. They keep they keep the arms swiveling around. Exactly. I get so, it. So get it. It, it, anybody that's too clean and young, I'm nobody young. Nobody I don't want young? anybody young cooking my food. So if you got on like hip shit, if you have on a Balenciaga shirt, don't make me anything. No. Get, uh, get out. It. No, I'm not. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. Louis Vuitton sweatsuit. No. I'm looking for grandma clothes. Grandma clothes. I get it. Grandma clothes. I get it. Or like a big airbrush shirt from a family reunion from like ten years ago, like just some the Johnson's family, yeah, with the Williams family the reunion, Williams family reunion. Just like I wasn't even born when you guys did that, but yeah. she still wears the shirt. It's just when we have it's company over, that's what she. That's her cook shirt. It's a cook shirt. You got to have a cook yeah, shirt. Spills all on it, and, and stuff. it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't. It's fine. This is my cook shirt. Yeah, I'm prepared for it to get a little dirty. I'm wash it. It always still always kind of smells a little bit like chicken, even after it's got some down some bounce on it. <laughs> it's even after it's got. Some been through the dryer a couple of times. It still kind of smells a little bit like chicken. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. Doesn't go away. It's 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 made itself a part of the fibers. Yeah, and that is indicative of how much they cook fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. So I like my cooking, my fried chicken cooking person to smell like chicken when I see them, and they're not even near the chicken. Yeah, you just always kind of smell fried. Yeah. That's always about fried. They're not scared of the grease splats. No, they, they might grab they the, take the chicken with their by, finger, by hand? go yeah, and yeah. just flip it over in the yeah. in the grease yeah. with their two fingers, just flip it with their hands. That's why I need cooking my chicken. I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, it's levels to this. Yeah, man. That was it. Okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we <laughs> went down, but that was really uh, we went down a path. Um, anyway, uh, friend, my good vibe story is a is a is a full circle. Look, look listen, I will tell you like this: Won't God do it? Won't God do it? Friend, check this out. I don't know if you remember, but a few, a couple of years ago at this point, time moves so crazy. There was a guy named Christian Cooper. He was a bird watcher. He was in, like, I think he was in uh, Central Park watching birds, and a lady had her dog off the leash. Okay. And he was like, hey, dogs aren't, are supposed to be leased in this park. Okay, and this. and, and uh, they got into a whole argument. I think he was like... He threatened to give her dog some treats or something like that. And she was like, got all offended. And mm. Basically, he just was trying to agitate her to put her dog back on the leash. So then she got her phone out and was like, I'm going to call the police and say that a black man is attacking me yeah. in the in the park. And she made a real concerted effort to say black man because she knew what that would mean when you call the police. And they made this whole r- law with this name's woman's name. I think her name was like Christine Cooper or something like that. I can't remember her name, but... Well, his, his, her name was like close to his. His name's Christian Cooper. Her name was like Christine or something. I can't remember her name. It doesn't. Her name doesn't matter. Anyway, that guy Christian Cooper is getting a show on National Geographic. Is he called The Extraordinary Birder? Shout out with, to him. with Christian Cooper. Wow. You know, so he, you know, he 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 stood his ground in this park when this woman threatened him with police violence. He filmed the whole incident. It was a whole media storm. There was a law made about calling the police on people without, you know, like weaponizing the police is basically the law. Like you're not allowed to call the police 
just to call them to come in because you think they'll do something to somebody. It's against the law in New York now. And that guy, Christian Cooper, goes through that whole news cycle, all that craziness and all those interviews and everything, and he ends up getting to do what he loves. He's not being used as a guy who's TV show? talking about race all the time or anything like that. He's not like known as the Central Park race guy for the rest of his life. He gets to go back to being a bird watcher, and he's doing it for National Geographic. Wow. So there's a whole article and stuff that's here, but like that's what happened, and I'm not going to read all of that. So shout out to Christian Cooper, and that's great. Uh, everybody go check out Extraordinary Birder. Um, coming out on National Geographic soon, if not already out. What and else? I want some more details. Um, well, you know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he likes to watch birds, and uh, he gets to do that for money now. So that's awesome. That's man. super awesome, man. I'm telling you, sometimes when you you know things things goes full circle. You yeah. just gotta have patience, and you just gotta you know opportunities. Man, fuck that when, lady too, man. Fuck that lady, man. She's yeah, she's a piece of shit. But opportunity is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, you know so. You know what? That's wait. Did I say opportunity twice? You said when preparation means opportunity. But what was the word? Uh, I don't know. I fucking it's late. I th I feel like I said opportunity twice. What's the word? You might have. Uh, luck is that luck? No, opportunity is when preparation meets luck. Yeah, I think is the thing. I don't know. Either way, this guy. We he, get it. He, either way, he 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 stayed in his hobby, and the phone rang at the yeah. right time, and he was. Either like, way, he was prepared for his opportunity. Boom, there you go. So it all comes full circle. Damn I don't know what the hell is. Shout we're out saying. to what's his name? Christian Cooper. Christian Cooper. Shout out to Christian Cooper. Handsome dude. Um it's 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 uh it's 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 gay pride month. He's gay. Okay. Um that's great for him. That's yeah. a win for the gays. if you you know, and win for bird watchers all around the world. So yeah, so shout out to Christian Cooper. He's living his life now. He's living his, his best, best life, life, man. Yeah. And then he gets to go see birds from for all money. ever for money and all kind of birds he might have never seen in Central yeah. Park. Now he's in Africa watching birds. He's going there's all birds over. in Africa. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, there's birds everywhere. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, yeah. Are there birds in Africa? I'm, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the desert though, like the lions and shit. I guess. Yeah, maybe. maybe I know maybe. Africa's other places are beautiful. I know. Sure. Africa. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of that like, part. Yeah, wildlife. Maybe, maybe, might not be birds everywhere in Africa. Okay. Let's go with that. But um, yeah, yeah. So shout out to Christian Cooper, man. Shout out. Um, as far as uh, recommendations, corner goes before we get out of here. Um, the staircase is heating up. I announcement. staircase announcement that is on HBO Max, right? It's on HBO Max. What is that about? It's, it's the story of uh, Michael Peterson and his wife Kathleen Peterson. Push down the steps, something like that. Is the he, yeah? It's a very famous case, but that's the he was he was put in jail because his wife's death yes and he was eventually released from prison uh after some you know some litigation and things like that and i would like to make an announcement that i am somewhat on board with the owl theory now um i don't think you know what that means but people listening know know, know what that means and um the show has presented this to me in a way that other times i didn't know or I, I didn't I, it sounded silly to me before but now seeing a reenactment and seeing the evidence laid out the way that it's being laid out in this show, Staircase on HBO Max, I am kind of on board with the theory. So, yeah, man, um, I don't know. It's interesting. So I've been watching The Staircase. Like I said, We Own, the, we own This City finished up. It's a six-part show or limited series, so it's done. And so I finished that show. I highly recommend that show. It's just really good. And uh, those are two. Those are two of my jams. Also, I have not mentioned it. I finished it weeks ago, but it was just such a pleasure. And unfortunately, something didn't work out that I was trying to make happen. But um, Love on the Spectrum is one of my favorite shows. It's just one of the most endearing shows I've ever seen. And they did a Love on the Spectrum US 
and it was fantastic. Um, I loved Amy and her boyfriend Stephen. I think that was his name. And oh no, no, um, David. Amy and David. They were great. I think her name's Amy. Either way, David and uh, she makes hats. There's a girl that makes hats on there, and she's great, and I loved her. But one of my favorite people on there was this guy named Stephen. He's like 60 years old. He just found out that he had autism like a few years ago. And he has one of the best voices I've ever heard ever in my life. And I wanted to interview him. I wanted to just do a podcast with him about anything. Just talk to him about his life, about his experience with autism. And I got a little nibble of somebody who knew him through a, f- a family friend or something like that. And it didn't really pan out. But regardless, the show is fantastic. And if you've never seen Love on the Spectrum, the first season is in Australia. The first two seasons are in Australia. And then the v- most recent season they did is in the United States. And it's a little bit different, but it's still the same, like, endearing and interesting and and just seeing learning about people on the spectrum i think i think it's just good to learn about the walks that people are taking in life you know because we might we hear the word autism we've seen examples of it on some things but to see like the dating side of it and all the other stuff that comes along with it adults with autism 60 year old people with autism it's like you really see it in for what it is for their everyday life and i just highly recommend those three shows friend you got anything nah cool all right oh uh, i saw a bob's burgers movie i did watch did go see that oh that's out yeah it came out in the theaters yeah you went to the movie theaters to see bob's burgers the movie yeah wow i didn't know you liked bob's burgers that I much i love the show yeah it's a great show but i'm just saying i didn't know that you liked bob's burgers that much really was it good uh it was like it was okay a lot of singing i'm not i'm not into the singing oh uh what's his name uh the, the little kid who gene gene a lot of Gene singing or everybody all, was singing? Everybody was singing. Oh, um, yeah. It was, I liked it though. I did, I did like it. Yeah. Well, like I'll tell it. you, like, it can't top. I remember when the Simpsons movie came out. That was fucking funny, man. Yeah. And it was well-timed and it was really different. I didn't yeah. know what I had to expect. At least you go see it though. Go see it. Bob's Burgers movie? Yeah, go see it. Probably wait for it to stream. Um, I'll watch it, but I don't know if I'm going to go to the movies to see Bob's Burgers the movie. How long was it? It was like an hour and a half. Go. Get some stale popcorn. Relax. Okay. Uh, they don't sell stale popcorn where I go. Um, but where yeah. you go? Thousand? It's too regional. It doesn't matter. I don't want to. Also, I don't want to blow up my spot. Um, oh, huh? Where you go then? Talk okay, about that. Talk about it off here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, before we go, Fran, we took an acting class. Oh yeah. Um, we're gonna go back to this acting class. Yes. What were your thoughts, man? I, I like let the people my, know. My man. thoughts. Yeah, what were your thoughts? How'd you feel about it? I felt great about it, man. I, it was great to be in front of somebody I don't know mm-hmm. that can pick me apart. Yeah. I'm not used to that. Yeah. <laughs> Some constructive <laughs> criticism. Yeah. Like yeah. That. And he did do it in a way that's helpful. Yes. Yeah. And is a professional. So I thought I liked it, man. I had a good time. I would, I would look, if somebody called me up and was like, hey, man, look, got a part for you, got to do acting classes, I go, I'm in. I'll be down for it. Mm hmm. So I'll take an acting class just because I get that call. They go, hey, man, we got you we got playing a part on a yeah. TV show. I've been, I've been preparing. I've been preparing for this. I've been waiting. I've been preparing for my opportunity. There you go. Yeah, 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 there you go. Full circle. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, you got to prepare for your opportunity. Preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. That's luck, I think, is the thing of know. that. We'll figure it Did out. You make People, that up? No, for sure not. It's definitely like a when well. Lux, a, when Lux meet preparation. No, no. It's definitely preparation meets opportunity, but I don't know the, it's like, this plus this when equals preparation this, meets opportunity, but when luck meets uh, dedication. Now we're just saying things that meet things. That's what you was already. When Harry met Sally, uh, um, <laughs> listen, which is a great movie. <laughs> 
this, you've watched that movie? Yes. Shut the fuck up. I see that movie. You've seen When Harry Met Sally? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that diner scene is classic when she fakes the orgasm in the diner. Yeah. Yeah, that's classic. I can't believe you watched that one. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Well, right, we he can't would have said that. I forgot. I yeah, but <laughs> would you switch to see it like this year? Probably. Like that movie came out like 30 years ago. Anyway, yeah, no, I can, we can't top that. Fran has watched When Harry Met Sally. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my well versed in cinema uh, partner in true crime, Fran So yeah. Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. <laughs>